I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's showtime, bitches. Oh, we live. Yeah, we are live. Yeah. Hey, I ain't even gonna hold y'all. This is gonna be a real nasty episode because uh we eating today. We running late. So it kind of is what it is. Sorry. We fuck with y'all though. No, ever play them. Play, play them other ones you just oh, absolutely not. Nah, don't play none of that. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, that is fucking disgusting, bro. Disgusting, bro. <laughs> that is fucking disgusting. Yes! <laughs> What's going on, people? Yeah, yeah. As you, you see, niggas is eating in true nigga style. Nah, niggas for sure. Is, niggas is eating chicken. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. <laughs> yes, nah. very stereotypical here at the NCP. Mm. Yeah, niggas is up here eating chicken. Look at Bobby two handing it. You know he likes two handing it. Look at him two handing the meat. <laughs> That's but, disgusting. But it's a breast though, so you're good. That is What's disgusting. going on, people? What's going on? We are here. Yeah, we here. We got a special guest coming. We through. disgusting too. So y'all just have to deal with the them. nasty boys. <laughs> we we renaming the pod. They is nasty. Hmm? Rename the pod to the nasty boys. The nasty boys are here. <laughs> the NBC. Ooh, the nasty boy crew. <laughs> Is this right though? Like, he got done eating and just gonna shit on us. Right, like, right. Is, he is had, this he had a chicken too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not eating on camera. You're not gonna catch me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> catch me two hand in the meat, Bobby style. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, look for the two hand on the glizzy. <laughs> oh my God. Come on, y'all. Say words. I'm, say words. I'm working. On it. I'm, I'm trying to process you, all that I bullshit. You, I get you. I got I'm trying to process all he that bullshit you just said. Sorry, y'all. We, 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 we just a little bit running. Just a tad hey, yo, bit behind. I don't give a shit. We I'm going to eat shit. I yeah, bro. I, listen, I ate lunch at like one, maybe. That's all good. Uh, eat, maybe. It eat it up. Eat it up. Eat, eat it up. Eat it up. Eat it up. Eat it up and beat it up. Eat it up and beat it up. Turn around and eat it from the bike. <laughs> or, eat that booty smoothie from the bite. Nah, you definitely got to eat it from the back. From the bite. That's how you that. do it. All that that irks me to no fucking end. Well, eat bite. it from the back. Nah, my motherfuckers say dying and bite. Oh, and dying, yeah. And you ain't from the fucking south. I'm yeah, coming yeah. That's some Bitch, bullshit. You, know, you ain't nowhere near the fucking south. Don't do that shit. I'm that's that's right goofy bite. shit. Don't uh, stop that. Hey, Alicia. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Oh, yeah, sorry, we were late too. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We out here eating chicken and being stereotypical. Very much, right. right. <laughs> stereotypical N-words and shit. Right, we got grape Kool-Aid coming down. Nah, we ain't doing all that now. Right. Throw it away. You want to die okay, for it? Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, very niggerfied. Bobby, you turn my headphones up a little bit? Nope. I appreciate you, sir. Mm-hmm. I hate this nigga. No, you do. Jesus Christ. You don't call me an N-word, sir? My bad, sir. That's good right there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we here. We are here. We now. here. We here with our um transcontinental a fashion designer here. Absolutely. But before, you know what I'm saying? Y'all already know who she is. So before Yeah, for real. Before we get into her, feel free to turn your um camera off, Felicia. We're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this intro. Okay. Let's get into it. Good morning. And welcome to Normal Convos Pod, where we dissect, discuss, analyze, and share our views on today's 
current topics. And more importantly, things we believe should be normalized as talking points in the black community, the country, and ultimately society's culture. We hope that you enjoy this episode brought to you by Scout Solutions Inc., where we help you get your confidence back. So come in, sit down, and enjoy your weekly dose of normality. Normal Convos Pod. Mm. My father is back. Medium shirt daddy. Beat your motherfucking ass with the street fighter. Put some money up. Convos Pod. Mm. Yo, Nigga. we back. We back. I didn't even know. Oh, what happened to Alicia? She left. <laughs> she left. She. <laughs> Alicia left us. <laughs> no, come no. back, Alicia. Nah, she, she said, oh, yeah, cut your camera off. She took that literal. Like, all right. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I pushed, like, the little uh, stop mic and cam, and it just had me sitting here looking at y'all. I'm like, I did <laughs> That's how it be. Well, let's get into it, yo. Welcome to episode 80 of the Normal Convos Pod. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Brandon, a.k.a. the Pod Father, a.k.a. Soccer Father, a.k.a. Not So Basketball Father, oh. a.k.a. Dance Father, a.k.a. Potty Rich, a.k.a. Pot Wave, a.k.a. Pot Shiesty, a.k.a. Brandonce. And I'm not going through the rest of them because, I, frankly, I just don't feel like it. And I'm here with my guys, of course, my brothers, my business partners, we back in the basement again. Again. We oh, here. Yeah. I'm passing off to my guys, of course, which everyone ain't chewing at the moment. All right, I got it. <laughs> pause. <laughs> right, big pause, man. Ain't chewing? That's a pause? Yeah, I don't think so. Resume. Okay. This is Bobby, a.k.a. Talk to the mic, sir. Terry the God, a.k.a. the graphic shirt God in this motherfucker. Hey. AKA the reference guy. He definitely just flashed us. I did. I did this show titties. Oh my God. <laughs> Hilarious. Titty tasting. Titty tasting. I cash up you $3. Bet. What? Oh, damn. I need to lift up to there. Oh, shit. Throw it on me. Shit. I'll take quarters and all. Can you imagine that motherfucker dancing on top of the table for quarters? Man, listen. That would hurt. Um. Yeah, what was that? AKA Bobby Drake, the motherfucking ice man. There we go, AKA King Patty, Patty Spaghetti, Patty Wop, Deacon Patty White, uh, Patty Murphy, Patty Spaghetti, Patty Winslow, Patty Winslow, um, Money Money Pie Yo, uh, Rowdy Potty Piper, um, Jizzy Boy Senior Slash the Porn Historian, um, Bob Shill Slash the Background Singer, um. Uh, shit, I got a lot more I'm forgetting. Uh, fuck it. Pass, 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 um, What's going on, people? Daddy. What's going on, y'all? This is your boy Everett, aka the Medium Shirt Daddy, aka 
a.k.a. Reverend Do Wrong, a.k.a. I get the mother and the daughter, probably the daughter first. Um, a.k.a. Bam Bam Diggo. Bam Bam Diggo. A.k.a. Look at, Look at these nipples. Look at these nipples. And the areolas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us somebody looking at a man's areolas is crazy. <laughs> Y'all talking about me, Flash? Mm, mm, you a flashy boy. <laughs> hey, you earn your three dollars, King. King, my Jerry Don't let that money make you make that money. You feel me? exactly. And hey, we hear that. That that's it. As far as AKAs, we are here, y'all. We are here. And we are here. With the fabulous and lovely Alicia. What's up? Hi guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Good. I'm tired of hell, man. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. The international. The international Alicia Lee. All right. She ain't local. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Well, to come back home. Euros. What they what they spend out there? Frank. Well, I actually like have some. I Ooh. have some. Pounds. Oh, oh shit, you came back. Hey. I like I the pounds. I did. Oh, we got, got the Queen's, Queen's face on them, which isn't the best. I mean, but they're clear. Know. Like it's clear on one side. Is it? Oh, yeah, like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's like freaky money. I've never I've never actually seen um pounds before. Is that so they can weird. see the, the watermark on it? I guess like, it's, it'd be impossible to counterfeit this. That's for sure. Uh, they find a way. Yeah, they'll find a way. <laughs> they'll find a way. <laughs> they will definitely find, they a definitely find a way. I know a guy on Ray Street who could probably make me a hundred of those. So. No, for real. They got counterfeit blue strips yet? Counterfit what? Um, hundred dollars. Our hundred. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they they found a way to do that shit too. Probably. So, Alicia, what's been good? How you feeling? How you doing? I think I gotta go backwards. Uh, since the last time I talked to you guys, um, I went to Paris and uh, for Paris Fashion Week, which was really dope. And I've got a little bit of a little bit of man tea for y'all. It was a bunch of uh, BS that kind of went down. So the Thursday before we left for Paris, I got an email from the showrunner for one of the shows we were doing that said the showrunner's father had passed and they're not traveling for two weeks. So they had to cancel the show in Paris. Jesus. Now, mind you, I had eight bottles coming with me. Like, we've been raising money, saving for all this. So I'm disappointed. I'm emailing, trying to call to find out, you know, how we can get another shows. They tell us, we can try to get you another show, but we you can't use your models. Because it's a short notice. I'm like, I didn't kill dude's daddy. That, that ain't your fault. <laughs> that ain't my fault. Right. We use my models. Like, if I can't show... Let my models be a part of the show in some capacity. Right. We'll see what we can do. Couldn't get me into the new show. I went through all this extra paperwork, all this nonsense. Um, I'm like, at this point, I have to go. You know, this is, I still can't, I can't just quit. Like, we worked all the way up to this. We're still going to go and still going to do something. And we get there. Um, I spent three days in London, uh, five days in Paris. While I'm there, one of the young ladies that I worked with um, at... I, I ran into her during the Columbus. Uh, I won Best Designer in Ohio. I don't know if that was before or after I talked to you guys um, last, but I won that award in, in Columbus. And that got me into another fashion show in Columbus. And I met a model who connected me with a showrunner who was doing a show in Paris that same week. So we connect and she's, you know, going through it saying she's, you know, designers dropped out, models dropped out. 
And I'm a barterer. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to pay. I can't pay you to be in your show. But all my models do hair and makeup. I will do every last one of your models hair and makeup if you let us be in your show. Like, like I feel like that's a fair trade. I'm saying that's a good deal. Yeah, that was a, that's a real good deal. Made a She had 21, 21 young ladies. So Ooh. I was up, I was rolling sleeves. Like I will, everybody gonna have a slick back ponytail and lip gloss, but we gonna get it done. And she canceled the show the day of and didn't ever message me again. Damn, Jesus. Yeah, like yeah, now still haven't heard from this woman. So my models are devastated, obviously, and. If you've met me, you know I'm a kind of a serial optimist. Uh, I'm like, you know what? It's meant to happen. I think that was like the the universe, the almighty's way of like seeing if I was for real about my craft. So we went to a fabric store where um, designers like Balenciaga, Michael Kors, Dior bring their fabric. And I spent, literally, we were putting cards together, something that we didn't have to buy this fabric. And I dressed one of my models in the street. Like I took a, a big like four yards of fabric with nothing but like hair ties and ribbon and made three different dresses and three different spots in Paris in the middle of the street. People were like taking out their phones and videotaping and I made a dress out of nothing on my model did, live. Did you just MacGyver some dresses though? I did. I did. <laughs> that's fire. You gotta yeah. be a source. Yeah, no, me. that's yo, fire. Yeah, yo. She just pulled Absolutely. fucking MacGyver on the on fucking shit. Thank you. In the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. We were walking up the crowds. People were like, I'm Alicia Lee. My, my mom was like, she's Alicia Lee. She's a designer. We're, we're from we're from Ohio. We're from the States. And people were like. <laughs> Saying Ohio in Paris yeah. is crazy. Isn't right. it? Like, like, man, we do not know Ohio. Is that London? Like, are you from London? You got an English accent? Like, whatever. And I did totally use my fake. Um, Thank you, Catherine Pierce. Thank you. Um, oh, that's right. That's one of my models. <laughs> hey. well, like Shout out to Catherine. Shouts out. Thank you, Elle. Thank you for accompanying our friend to Paris. Yes. Absolutely. That is my assistant, and she is she's the GOAT. She's one of the best professional women that I've ever come across, and she was a super supporter while we were in Paris. Um, even though we were all down in the dumps and kind of pissed about the situation, yeah. kind of echoing the fact that we still are African-American entrepreneurs in Paris. Doing in our thing, too. Like, end of sentence. Like, right. end of making sentence. Shit happen. Right. Making shit happen. That's all that needs to be said, really. Like, right. that, like you said, end of sentence. Right. We, we are black back. people, black designers, black women designers at that. Right. In right. Paris. Right. Period. And we made the most of it and got some connections and came back to like four show show invitations and a New York Fashion Week invitation from this from the show that couldn't let us in because of the short notice. So I'll be in New York Fashion Week in February. Hey, invitation. Hey, more applause. She out here just on some super woman shit. Man. No, for yeah. real. Make like, it happen. God damn. Yeah. 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 I don't want a damn thing over there. That was in September. Be happy for you. Just you know what I mean. Just Thank you. Hear your story. Just you know what I mean. Just makes me just want to smile and shit. You know what I mean. Exactly. Just champion you for real. Like you really making it happen out here. Yeah, Paris and that was in September. Week. That's big shit. It is. It is. And we did since September. I think we've done four shows since I got back from Paris. We did. Mm. We were in, we were invited to Columbus Fashion Week. 
um, which was in September, October 11th, actually, we were invited to do a 70s fashion, 70s themed fashion show where I created all 70s pieces to celebrate, you know, survivors of domestic violence, trafficking um, from Beverly Johnson's group, Beverly Robinson's group. And uh, yesterday I did, literally yesterday I did Sweet Sister Splash, uh, Afro Swag. I'm sure you saw it all over the place. Sorry. Um, I closed the show right before I was next to last before a young lady who's from Cincinnati, but she was on Project Runway. It was great energy, great vibe. And then I, last week I was in LA and Vegas um, sourcing material for my favorite shop, Mood, uh, in LA. I always wanted to go. So I'm like, I'm going to go, bought some dope fabric and got back yesterday morning at 2 a.m., did a show at 2 p.m. And then I just got off set from a commercial. I got hired as a wardrobe stylist for a kids program here in the city for a kids show, a TV show that won Emmys. So like saying it out loud sounds crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, it's been no break. No break. Yeah. You deserve all of it. You deserve all of it. Definitely. Right. Absolutely. That's the we definition of making it happen. Thank you. It's so funny. It's so funny, right? Because when I met you, you know, it was during the Cuff to Curve stuff. And it was like, I remember re-watching your date. And it was like, oh, okay, you know, she's dope. She's, she got her head on straight. She's doing her thing. And then from where we were at in March, April, whenever that was, mm-hmm. and to see everything that you've done since then, like consistently not dropping the ball, not hesitating, nothing like that. I can't do nothing but give you your fucking you props, you give you your flowers, everything. Thank you. It's been surreal. Like I can't even like when we when we me and um Ellen were on the plane or at in Vegas talking about January to today. It's like six lives. Like it's like yeah. six years worth of work from my first show that sold completely out to doing you know, winning the awards and building up for Paris and then coming back and doing all these shows and then having more shows in 2023. It's, you know, getting signed, doing like Donnie's Good Company show. I produced that show, sold completely out. Um, that was amazing. Just to work with another collaborator, uh, another designer in the city who I trust and love. It was, it's just been amazing. And it's been literally no breaks. Every time I have an opportunity, I try to leave it better than I found it. And it's been affording me new opportunities. And I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. Yeah, well, we de- we definitely got to check out a show. Please, we I'm out, and I'm dropping a men's line. Show. I'm dropping a men's line in 2023. So, oh yeah, I'm you ready. Got, you gotta make me a graphic oh, shirt. Oh, I'm with we, it. We gotta be there. Yeah, for yes. sure. Medium shirts for you, Mr. Everett. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's how you know a listener when you see one. Right. Yes. <laughs> All mediums. All mediums. I even got some mediums that I'm working on. When you what? Feel like, what? Oh, that, that's what I'm talking. Right about. up in the alley. Look, you see how tight this shirt is right now? In the first- ah, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a little tight. That, that is phenomenal. We still fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing about it is uh, being resilient. See, when you got there and you found out that they had canceled it, a lot of people probably would have folded. Yeah. Or been frozen. Like, okay, what do we do now? But you found a way to regroup, pivot, and make the shit happen. Yeah. I feel that. 
And I was pissed. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend like I was all like skipping through the flowers in Paris, twirling around the Eiffel Tower. Like, I was livid because I felt played. You know, I'm, I've spent money getting here. Like, I'm a full time yeah. entrepreneur. They, they've played too much. <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're playing people's money, you're playing people's livelihoods. But one of the mantras that time I feel really strongly about, exactly, especially my time, like, I play with that, is when you put out good, you'll get good back. So you know that good is coming on the other side of it, if that's what you're putting out. So when the bad shit happens, it makes it really easy for me to just move past it. Mm -hmm. Learn from it, acknowledge it, digest it, and keep going. Because if I stay there, I'll be I'll be stuck there. And I see that kind of spreading through some of the people that are in my camp. And it's beautiful to see. So I'm, I was pissed, though. I was yeah. Of course. That's kind of like... He turned off the camera to eat chicken just <laughs> just to get caught on the basement camera. I can see you. I can see you. Yeah, I forgot about the basement camera. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was being slick and hot. I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to eat. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I forgot. Y'all. <laughs> that's a damn shame i mean <clears throat> i'm sure you dealt with something like this before but on this scale that far away i'm sure that was a uh a huge deal yeah i never had a show cancel uh oh there's tomorrow. hey buddy my guy uh, <laughs> what's going on shouts out yeah i've never had a show cancel like in the states um i've dealt with some some shady business people and I still ran my set and collected my pieces and left and never worked with them again but having something cancel after there's been like promotion and people have come out gone over the you know put the money down like mm -mm. oh my goodness <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> wait what <laughs> now I'm blushing I was not prepared for that <laughs> thank you say no thank you I said, oh, thank you. Oh, oh thank you. I thought you said, no, thank you. I'm like, damn. That's <laughs> nice <laughs> I'm not rude, Bobby. You know that. I'm a nice lady. Oh, shit. No, well, yeah, that was, that was a nice little, that was a nice little uh, recap of what's been going on. Yeah. I'm liking that. So, what we gonna do? Hey, yo. What's up? I was on weeks. We ain't did weeks. Oh, yeah, we ain't do weeks. We ain't do nothing. We weeks in a while. How, how, how is everybody doing? Try. I don't even. Never mind. How you doing, Bobby? Fuck this nigga. Kenny's time to chew. I'm actually doing all right. Um. Uh, I, I was home all week. Was you? Yeah, I had jury duty. Oh. Oh. How was that? Guilty. You did it actually. <laughs> I did it when I had oh, mine. Yeah. I got it like two weeks after I turned eighteen. Damn. No. <laughs> Did you get picked? You obviously you didn't get picked for a case if you're here today. No, I, I, I got picked for a case, but did I, you? Yeah, I had to claim hardship. Oh, okay. Because they they ain't paying me they ain't paying me to do it. But um, ain't they supposed they supposed to pay you whatever? No, you no, my job doesn't pay me for jury duty. No, the jury's supposed they supposed to pay yeah, you. Yeah, but that's a, a certain amount though. Amount. It's a very small dollars. amount. Yeah. Wait, it's, like, it's like twenty bucks a day. It's like not even yeah, enough. Yeah, it's not even yeah. worth the ride to get there. Yeah, it, that's a no. Uh -uh. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've been home all week. Uh, been playing playing that God of War Ragnarok. I know you have. Uh, oh, How is it? Uh, oh, fucking amazing! How is it? It's fucking amazing. I mean, 
like people like all my friends on PlayStation, we'll never talk out now. Everybody getting that game. Like, hey, yeah. I was a bro watching this shit live. Like, bro, right, yeah, like, that's how it works. Um, well, so I do ain't did shit. Oh shit. I, I knew you'd have been home all week. I mean, hey, like I would have been able to kick it with you. I'm on this third shift, but yeah, um my little uh, my nephew. My nephew and my brother's stepson's birthdays are around the same time. Yeah. And they had a birthday party today at the um at the Cheesecake Factory up in um, Liberty, up in Westchester. Okay. And my brother got um his stepson and his son uh brand new cars for their birthday. They just got to get it for their Both of them? For their oh, yeah, wow. 16th birthday. Golly. They got, well, they, they got uh, equinoxes. Oh, okay. Welcome yeah. to the gang. Yeah, gang, 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 Chevy, gang, <laughs> gang, gang. Um, yeah, so I, I'm like, I'm proud of my little brother because you know, I mean, he he actually he, he doing some shit. This is gonna, gonna put the mic in my face, sir. Did you read the comment? <laughs> what else? Childish. <laughs> Paul, super childish. Yeah. Oh shit, before I gotta talk to you anyway, bro. Um, the fucking um, I, earlier today, remember? Um, well, you probably don't remember, but at the Fourth of July party, me and um, me and Mufaro was talking because one of my um bucket list trips is I want to go to, I want to find which region of Africa I'm from and visit there. So Mufaro put me onto this shit, um, um, African ancestry. Dot com mm-hmm. and um i checked it out and then i finally tried it again today like oh I'm shit, i'm ready, ready to do this and the site is down mr mikey okay all right we good um technical so, difficulties yes yeah. <laughs> we struggle streaming as, as per usual yeah chris what's popping What's up? What's, What's up? popping, Chris? Chris followed the pod page. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hey, he, he follow, I think he followed me on Normal Convos Brew, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Farrell hey, said he done. can't hear nothing. Can you hear us now, G? Can you hear us, Alicia? I can hear you fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, we... Uh, that's... Yeah, y'all have to link. You you uh, leave out tomorrow? Yeah, I'll leave out tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, yeah, my my week been my week been kind of cool. Um, approaching approaching something big that y'all know. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all know what's going on, and a couple other people. Um, I'm approaching that first of December. So, um, Brandon about to quit his job. No, nah, not <laughs> not yet. I if recommend co- it. Well, yeah. That's but- why I've been recommending it to both Brennan and Everett. Like, I told y'all come to the dark side. We got cookies over here, bro. We have cookies. <laughs> we have mimosas. We got bourbon. Straight. Yeah, I get it. I just, I kind of we and we've covered this before, but I kind of worked myself into a corner. Mm. Like I bought a house. So for me to just up and quit my job, I would have to have something solid. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta have something where I know I'm gonna at least be able to make my mortgage and all my my bill payments every month. Yeah. Without I'm missing nothing. 
I'm I'm in the same boat. I quit my job, left my job, and um, I'm actually selling my house. I'm the, one, house the one out the one out built. Damn. Yes. Hey, 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 we might need to talk. <laughs> I got a good price. Yeah, I'm getting it staged up and stuff now. Oh, I, just... can't, I can't, I can't do shit. My credit ain't there yet, but well, it's getting there. Oh shit, my credit, my um, credit score went on fifty-two points. Hey, give him the clap sound for that. Yeah, That's we're, 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 he, he fucking up on his do- on his job. No, it was a, it was a for sure, um, yeah, man, uh, a, faith, uh, a faith exercise. But. I've been working with Malcolm, man. And, um, shout out to Malcolm. Yeah, shout out to Malcolm. Credit. We got to get him back on the show. Yeah, we definitely need Malcolm back. I think Malcolm was the episode right before you the first time, Alicia. Yep. Oh, nice. What's his information? Like, what's is he? What's the name of his company? Next Level Financial Solutions. Huh. He works with credit. If you go back and listen, I don't remember what number you were on, but the one right before that was Malcolm. Uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll DM you his um his info, Alicia. Perfect. I've got some friends that are looking to beef up their stuff. Huh? 60 something. 60 something. Yeah, it was six. I don't know. What oh, is somewhere yeah, around yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could check. Uh, APRs are outrageous for a home right now, but congrats, bro. Yes, they are. Yeah, but it's I don't know. No, Chris, I bought my house three years ago before before COVID. I missed that. Comment. I want to say my APR is like a fucking 3.5 oh. or some shit. Like, I got a pretty low APR, so I ain't really tripping. Yeah, I want to wait till the power. Mine is more. What did you say? I was trying to. I I, I want to wait till the um, housing market crash, but I don't know when that's gonna be. So I mean, it'll be hard to get a house when that happens. Yeah, because everybody be gonna run. Everybody gonna run them prices up, trying to get as much money as they can before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying houses start going back on the market. Yeah, everything everything crazy go. now. But if the market crash, it's going to get crazier. Mm-hmm. Prices are going to get higher. APRs are going to be higher because everybody's yeah. going to be trying to get money. Exactly. People going to be willing to pay 10%. Right. Ain't no 10%. Motherfuckers going to be asking 20. Mm-hmm. 20 up front and then a fucking 10% APR or something. That's like, what I'm saying. A 10% APR. Like, that's going to be nuts, that's, bro. That's trying to get a house for $3.50, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got one in Price Hill for you. <laughs> I got you. Price Hill listeners. Nah, for sure. Shout out to the Hill. <laughs> you just dissed. Yeah. Hey, nah. Shout I was born there. Hey, I, 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 I wasn't born there, but I was raised shout there. So there. shout out to Price Hill. Shout out to Price Hill. We got cheap ass houses. <laughs> Oh shit. We we love y'all. Uh but yeah, my uh I'm I'm really just getting ready for that. I'm getting ready for that and getting my ducks in a row and all that shit. And then uh uh you'll be able to speak more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's definitely for an episode in the future once everything is cleared. Um but yeah, that's that's really been my week, bro. Hustling. I ain't even gonna hold you. Next week the same. I'm like, I'm going to work in the morning. Like Kids out of school. I ain't got to take nobody to school. I ain't got to pick nobody up from school. I ain't got no soccer practices, no nothing. Like I'm, it's grandma. That's what's up. That's like I'll be at work probably eighteen hours a day for the next week. Like Saturdays too. The only the only reason I ain't at work now is because we record. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. <laughs> I could have been in the same boat. Time to replenish yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's usually like my replenish time is what I do every other day. You know what I'm saying? I really, I, I really only sleep like five hours a day just because mm-hmm. of how much stuff I got to do. But 
when the kids are doing stuff, it's like I got time to just sit around and kick it. I got time to sit around and watch a TV show or two or, you know what I'm saying, a little stuff like that. And then um, for the people that know how my job works, you know, I work uh, rotating a rotating schedule. So every day I go to work and wait for people to call off. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? I get time to actually sit around and actually talk to people and, you know, conduct business and stuff like that. So I got off time. The only thing that's really affected with my everyday schedule is my sleep. But this week, I'm not worried about sleep. I got some. I, I got a, I got a mark I'm trying to hit, and it's unlimited overtime at our job, all 365 days a year. So mm-hmm. I, this is the week that I'm going to take advantage of it. Okay, got you. So, yeah. Mufaro, of course, forever the optimist. That's my guy. Said a pod and cuff about the blow. Facts. Hey. Yeah, sign up for season two if you haven't already. Anybody listening, sign up for season two. Go to matosevisuals.com. Sign up for season two of Cuff the Curve. Did, did, you, did you sign up for season two? I did not sign up for season two. I'm tired. Hey, you put her on the spot. I know, right? I did season one. It was fun. So if you're a lady out there looking to, to connect with somebody, just have an open mind. They, if, if, even if it doesn't end up in a in a love connection, you'll have a good time. Yeah, we ain't gonna set you up with no bombs. Like well, all the guys we find actually be doing shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even I'll, if you don't make a connection, y'all put me with somebody that you should. <laughs> Damn, that was you know what's so funny, Alicia. I don't think I've talked to you about it yet, but me and Mufaro have had this conversation a few times. Every time somebody that I've sent the episode or that have watched the episode, they always tell me that y'all were the y'all were the couple that everybody thought was gonna gonna be together. You know why I think that is is because like I'm a super open person. Like there's a lot of stuck up snooty bitches in the world. I'm not one of them. Um, I don't subscribe to that channel. And Fonz can talk to anybody too. So I think you had two people. That were just dope, you know, two my horn a little bit. Just there to vibe and just yeah. there to connect. Like it wasn't an agenda. It was just like, let's just talk. We we know for probably the first 10 seconds that this one's gonna go outside this coffee shop. <laughs> but let's have a good time and chat. Damn. Like we could learn a little bit more about each other. And that's you know, you you can't really fake being a, a good person, you know, yeah. you, can't, you can't fake being not a stuck up ashy bitch so yeah (laughs) and you can't you can't script it either right you can't script that type of natural chemistry like some people just have a natural chemistry about them and i think that's really what showed up is that that was natural that wasn't us you know feeding y'all lines that wasn't us talking to y'all before the cameras went on or nothing that's like all right cool like you said you know i'm saying we just two people that just got dope ass vibes so we're gonna be able to hold a conversation but yeah I know and he know that this conversation is all it's about to be is a conversation. I ran into him in other um capacities. Like we linked and uh ended up doing um a fat like dressing some models for his arts, arts at the OTR. So if you're model Mondays is still going on, uh Monday nights, they have uh arts OTR. Uh they have a lot of different arts meets fashion events. I've done a couple of those events. Uh, for the group too, so it's it's all love. It just see yeah, it for that one. Y'all were asking some spicy questions, <laughs> uh, spicy spicy questions. 
Oh, yeah, uh, it's on YouTube, talking. Chris. It's on YouTube. Um, search cuffed or curved. C U F F apostrophe D or curved. C U R V apostrophe D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. But uh, nah, yeah, it, for was sure, Cass. it was fun. Yeah. So uh I guess let's I guess let's officially start the episode. All right. Officially start the episode. <laughs> officially start the episode. Um yeah, 40 minutes in. Yeah, something that we ain't did in a while. Um, we're gonna start with Brandon's bullshit. Oh man. Uh-oh. Yeah, we about to be here another hour, y'all. <laughs> so this is this is atheism in a nutshell. You say um uh there's a god. I say, can you prove that? You say no, I say I don't believe you then. So um, you believe in one God, I assume. Uh, in three persons, but go ahead. Okay, so you believe. Okay, so but there, there are about three thousand to choose from that have been, you know, people believe. I've done some reading, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, so basically, you believe in you, you, you deny one less God than I do. You don't believe in two thousand nine hundred ninety-nine gods, and I don't believe in just one more. Right. So, I got into this conversation at work a few weeks ago, um, a religion conversation. Uh oh. And from our generation, we don't really go by that. You don't talk about politics, religion, or salary. This generation really doesn't abide by that. Let's have a conversation about anything, anytime, anywhere. We would. So I'm having a conversation with an older gentleman and we're talking about religion and thought processes. And, you know, of course, Brandon being Brandon, I had to bring up the free will thing. Um, (laughs) uh, But we got in a conversation about that. And, you know, that was a clip from Ricky Gervais when he was on um, Colbert. Is that Colbert? Stephen Colbert's late night. and they basically that's what i quoted when i was talking to the guy it was like you know as a as a christian man you believe in one god whether you believe in him in three parts like colbert said or not you believe in one god how can you tell an atheist that their thinking is wrong when they only believe in one one they don't believe in one more than you do (laughs) like and we kind of got into this real deep conversation about it and you know the conversation can stay where it was but it brings me to my topic of why is it that with all of the knowledge that we possess now all of the research that we can do now all of the conversations that have been had all of the previous conversations all that stuff why is it that if you have three thousand gods to choose from why is it that no matter where you are that person's religion is what they're trying to push on you. Why aren't we pushing for more versatility when it comes to religion? Why don't we leave that to our guest? I think we are. I think we are seeing a, an influx of people being more uh, spiritual than religious. We all know religion is a gang. Um, Facts. Built to separate us. So we all, we all, that's common knowledge. Even if you go to church every Sunday and pay your tithe, you know that Deep down inside, you probably think your church is better than somebody else's church. <laughs> like it's 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 low key gang. But I think a lot of people, especially younger, like and and I won't say just black and brown people, but just generally speaking, I'm seeing a lot more people talk about 
you know, being more spiritual and tapping into like energy and, you know, thinking about ancestral stuff, stuff that was considered pagan back in the day. Right. So I think that it's kind of coming around. People are realizing like, it's not necessarily about who you pray to. It's about not, and I'm not going to be cliche and say like manifesting good things, but it's that energy. You can't have a positive life with negative thoughts. You know, you can't put bad into the world and get good back. So it's like, it's those, that in, indoctrination of, you have to pray to this God. You've got to do it this way. You've got to live these by three, these three or five rules. Like, I think that thinking is starting to waver and the concept of not being a shit bag is becoming real popular. Just yeah. But what's the, and something that came up um, in our conversation was no matter what religion you believe in, they all pretty much have the same parables and they all have the per the, the same core principles, like you just said. Don't yeah. be a shitbag. But <laughs> yeah. the Bobby. And and he had he had he had brought it up to me. He was like, Well, how do you know um right from wrong? And da, 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 da. I was like, everybody knows right from wrong from their parents' teachings, it's not from religious teachings. Now, if it comes from the parents are getting it from religious teachings, it's whatever. I was like, but there is there. And then that's what got me into my free will point. Right. Okay. That's what got me into my free will point, because I was like, who's to say what's right and wrong? Because the rules that we the laws that we're governed by are usually based on the Bible in America. Anyway, they're more based on the Bible versus a right and wrong structure. Yeah. And then even yeah. when it comes down to that, just like when you look at a serial killer, like serial killers don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, pedos don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Like there's there's a bunch of groups of people that don't think that they're doing anything wrong because that's how I feel inside. This is how I want to express myself or this is how I get my anger out or whatever. And in society's scope, yeah, it is wrong. But who are you to say that it's wrong? You know what I'm saying? I get it. It can become a sticky wicket. I think, like, for me, I was raised Jewish. Um, that's true. Why would you pray to talk to God? That's But that, that's it, how, I, how I interpret tithing is to pay for those who come to the church that don't have. And so, so that people could have... Okay. The church, I was raised Jewish. So little known fact. I was raised Hebrew, like Jewish, not black Hebrew, like not black Israelite, but like actual Jewish, like head coverings. Oh, about, about to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah, the whole shebang. And I didn't like stop doing that until I, I didn't fade out of that religion until I was in my mid 20s. But it had the same basic principles of like my Christian parent, my grandparents who were who were very much. Christian, apostolic, all those folks. And it was all the same basic principle, like you said. It was don't do not do this or don't do that, but live by these rules. But when I realized that it was kind of hypocritical and the, ch the church wasn't a place you come for safety and solace and for healing, it was a place of judgment and confinement and cruelty. Like that's when it started to kind of get watery for me. And yeah. I stepped away and started to like, I need to be no teach me about you know ways to overcome 
the my deep seated need to be a shit bag. Like, help me with that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I need help with. Yeah, like, like in my soul, I want to be a shit bag so bad. Like, I just want to yeah. say, fuck right. all y'all. It, it makes life so much easier too. Right, like exactly. But, Bobby, you got anything? Shouts out to the shit bags. Yeah, definitely shout out to the shit bags. Oh yeah, I love them. Shit bag shout out. I like that. I wanted to ask Alicia, and I don't know if this is too personal a question, but you you said that you were raised Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ignorant. Um, so what do the Jewish actually believe as as far as God goes? What I heard was they believe that they don't believe that when Jesus came down, that was that wasn't Jesus or something like that. Mm-hmm. I heard they believe like, nah, Jesus ain't gonna come in on no donkey. He gonna be he's gonna be rich he ain't gonna be no poor man like that's what i heard they believe and they waiting on the real jesus to come or something like that <laughs> forgive my ignorance I've heard. the real jesus please stand up no it, so it's <laughs> <laughs> with the real jesus please stand up um with a real jesus please come down <laughs> come down uh well we well the the so there's multiple sects of judaism so okay. you know like there's hasidic okay. jews there's 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 a bunch of kind of Jews, just like there's a bunch of kind of Christians. Uh, that's why I say it's a gang. It's like one blue blue flag or red flag. <laughs> like it, it, red, all day. It, all day. But how I was raised, we did believe in the Messiah. We did believe that he was the son of, of God and he was going to come back down and throw everything upside down if you weren't acting right. But there was a lot of also traditional Hebrew um, things. Agreed. I think uh, Allura religion religious titles are are built to separate as I, as I mentioned a moment ago, but yeah, it, we were taught that uh, we did believe that the Messiah was a real you know son of the son of God essentially, and that he was returning. Um, okay. Where it got wonky is that we didn't call him like we called him by the Hebrew name, so it was really heavy in the Hebrew text versus the you know European and Caesar switching things up and making the calendar all wonky. So we, yeah. we followed. Um, like the natural feast of tabernacles. We didn't believe he was born at Christmas. It was like Christmas was cold. No one was going anywhere. It was in Africa. Right, so nobody's going in a desert. Was it really Christmas cold in Africa? Right. So explain that. Like yeah, <laughs> there was no like, snow. <laughs> there was no snow in Africa. I still haven't seen any. Yikes. Um, so yeah, I might get canceled for that, Bobby. I might get canceled for that one. But it was it was that. So it was like we didn't do Halloween, we didn't do Valentine's Day, we didn't do any of those man-made holidays. We really focused Hating on holidays. getting yeah. back to the back to the meat of things. But it did cause a lot of separation too. Like I wasn't supposed to be friends with people that were non-believers and things of that nature. Like I had my 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 oldest daughter's father is um he's passed now, but he was a Vietnamese and Chinese, and I was 20, still trying to worship and follow the follow the scripture, and they start preaching about being unequally yoked. And they weren't talking about with a believer and non-believer. We had a lot of biracial couples in the, at that time, and it was like, are we getting, are we going to hell because we like somebody from a different uh, nationality? So I, I left after after that. Mufaro. There is, if you're there, Mufaro, you bring the snow. So this is a long one. I'll read this one out. Uh, Laura says, in the Renaissance era, people began to walk away from religion because they learned the Catholic Church was catering the world to fit their agenda. That's when people strayed seeking their own perspective. Yeah. yeah. I think they see that still. I think that's still happening. Yeah, we, know, still happening. we know what's happening. Like right. We know. 
And I think uh, to kind of touch, or we can get off of religion. That was just, you know, my bullshit for the week. Um, but it did bring me to something that you said earlier with this newer generation of kids. This newer generation is the most curious and probably the smartest dumb kids I've met because they have no common sense because they're not outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You develop common sense from being outside. And in situations. How does gravity work? You don't know because you ain't fell off of nothing. Yeah, like, that. that's where we got our common sense from. Yeah, that's how you hone it. Yeah, like, you don't walk in front of a car because, oh, yeah, I got clipped once, or my homie almost got clipped once. You don't stare down at your phone. Yeah, you don't stare down at your phone while you're walking. Like... It's a lot of common sense stuff that you learn from being outside. Right. I had a homie I found out was a flat earther and he said gravity was a hoax. I I was with you until you said gravity was a hoax. I was with the flat earth thing, but I was willing to respect him until you said gravity was a hoax. I hate this nigga. Like, bro. Gravity's a hoax. Okay. What's wrong with with y'all, boy? What's wrong with y'all, boy? Log off right now. What's wrong with your boy? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with your boy? No, um, um, we'll help you with that because no, all of them say don't do it till you're married. So, nah, for real. Except, except the Bible said be fruitful and multiply to begin with your wife <laughs> or wife. I, I, I didn't see that. That was that was in later text. That was in some parentheses. The Bible got fine print. In Nicolation yeah, 412, it says if he has mass baby mamas, D is broke. <laughs> nah, for sure. He definitely broke. That's somewhere in the back. <laughs> it's in Nicolation. It's an index. Yeah. It's back in the index. Yeah, you didn't read that far. <laughs> didn't. Glossary oh, but um hilarious. So what I my um the younger kids, like I'm starting to, especially with the pod cuffed, um my amp show, like I'm doing a um I'm doing a co-hosting with um a young lady I met off of there like two weeks ago. And she's like 22 years old. And we're just kind of DMing back and forth and trying to set it up and talking and stuff like that. And I got you, Mufara. <laughs> he just texted me. <laughs> I, you can see it. You can see it. Don't say it out loud, but you can see it. Um, but no, I'm sitting having conversations with her, and I'm sitting and having conversations with her, and I'm starting and realize to realize how. Um, mute your mic. E. Mute your mic. Mute your mic. I'm starting to realize how smart these kids are. Mm-hmm. Like they have so much information. And they have so much availability that they are just genuinely smart when it comes to everything because they have the opportunity that when they receive some information, it's like, oh, okay, let me get on Google real quick. Right. Let me let me get on my socials. Let me go ask the question. Let me like in in um it, it's a double edged sword, right? Yeah. Because all information ain't good information for one, and two, not every bit of every information that you get is going to be the right information or the correct information. But so, now we have the option to choose what we do, what we believe. Before, 
our parents, and I don't know if it was for me at least, and if those of you that are closer to 40 might have the same experience or similar experiences, we were taught you don't talk back, you don't question it, whatever I say yep. goes. I'm older than you, I'm wiser than you. And then we got older and realized our parents were dumb as shit. Well, yeah. You should have <laughs> like, let me ask questions, Ma. <laughs> right. Like, like, oh, it was read, it was go look it up. And so I had to go look it up. And I'm like, all right, well, now I know you lie because I looked in the encyclopedia and that is all incorrect. So yeah. now kids have access to yeah, not our just facts came us. from our parents. Yeah. yeah right. We didn't have like, well, why can't mm. I do this? Or why is gravity? Because uh God said it it um, but if that's true, exposure does lead to expansion. But I think one of the kids, great Mufaro quotes. He has like 50, I bet. Yeah. Like whole he said that on. um it's actually in our um it's in our outro music. That quote right there, because he said it on an episode one day. Um, we were talking about, I think that was the first episode he was on. Yeah, that was number seven. And he was talking about Zimbabwe and the challenges of going, you know what I'm saying, growing or uh, being born there, moving here, going back and forth, all that type of stuff. And he had dropped that quote and like we just added it to our outro music because that's something that people just need to know. Exposure leads to expansion. (laughs) It's one of those things that you don't really pay attention to is is really important. Yeah. And you can tell when someone is genuinely like when kids like this to this generation are genuinely curious, it it decreases your judgment when you when you replace judgment with curiosity. Like you judge things that you typically don't know about. And when you become curious, yeah. it removes it removes the need to judge because now I'm curious. I'm asking questions. I'm getting clarification versus my own right. incorrect thoughts. So <laughs> Hold on, Lord, who out. told you that? Oh God! Who told you that? Yeah. Which one of your parents told you that? Give you one. Have you heard that too? I have heard that. Um, really? Rubbing butter on your teeth and making grow. I've heard it too. Oh, so I'm just young. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think yeah. somebody might have mentioned it on an episode. I ain't yeah, never heard that shit. Kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah. My don't sorry, do Lord. Don't jerk off or you'll go blind. How, how old? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Am I old man? And who believed that shit? Because them little young girls was fucking Hugh Hefner to the day he died. <laughs> well, he had money. I think that changes. He was able to yeah. pay for the worms to get removed. Yeah. They only, well, they only know it if there's money involved. So. <laughs> well, I think it's also in the black community. Like, we were fed so many lies from our grandparents and parents that. Yeah, all that's these podcasts. Ignorant as fuck, too. So. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't know they were ignorant. They, they, that's all right. they knew. That's all they right. knew. They told us stuff to keep us in line. Yeah. And I guess, like Alora said, for our protection. Yeah. I understand that. But the only, the only problem that I have, the only problem that I have with it is that when you become an adult, some of the lies were unnecessary. Yeah. I understand the necessary ones for protection. I understand all yeah. of those. But you get older and you start paying your own bills and going to work on a regular basis. And, you know, some people have kids and stuff like that. And you start experiencing shit. And it's like, you didn't have to tell me that lie. That lie was unnecessary. This was unnecessary. Like, yeah, it was out there wild with the lies. Yeah. You would tell me yeah. that the Easter bunny is real, but won't tell me how bunny. babies are made. Like, like right. They- yeah, the story. The story. They, they won't tell. They won't tell you that um, Easter is real. I, I've, I've heard that one, Laura. Don't put your purses on the floor. Don't clean before New Year's. 
I'm like, please eat, 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 your, uh, black, eat your beans, eat your, uh, what is it? your uh, black eyed peas. Yeah, come on, man. Get out of here. You know, every culture has its superstitions, though. Every culture has their like, superstitions. Right. Money in your pocket on New Year's. Yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah. It's a lot of them. But so Catherine dropped a, a good one for us. She said they're smart and have more. What the hell did I just do? They lack common sense and skill plot well all the time. I agree. However, they are true free thinkers and see through bullshit. That's what I do applaud. They question Thank everything. The, the ability yeah. to question everything. And, and I've said that before. It's it's nothing's untouchable or unquestionable. I mean, even God, you know, we don't like to do that, but it's like, eh, it, it, could we place God in the same box as the tooth fairy, Santa Claus? Some of that shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that hurt. and when you start to question things, a lot of people get uncomfortable, and it's like, "Hey, right. now, you questioning the one thing that I've held dearly all these years? Right. Who the fuck are you?" Because yeah. if if what you're saying is true, and what I've been believing is a lie, then my whole life is a lie. Right. Therefore, what, what have what, I been living what, for? Right. It's I said this um like when we were doing the episodes in your house. You know what I mean? That, that it becomes a part of their identity. And if you challenge that, appreciate you, Lord, Lord. Yeah. I mean, imagine that having this huge ego investment in something that's not even real. It, it, it might mess you up. Mentally. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I'm starting to see what Wayne was talking about when he said, we look at the Bible like a comic book. I ain't going to hurt to you. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> because the older you get, right. And the more, just like I said, the more information that you get, when you start to realize how many, one, that the Bible is the most bought book of all time, yep. number one. <laughs> number two, it is the most translated book of all time. When you put two and two together, it's like the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The metaphor that I usually use with that, Alicia, mm -hmm. is it's like a giant game of telephone. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. much watered down. Mm -hmm. and That's the metaphor that I use. The yeah. original Bible text has been lost. There is no way, there is no conceivable way that what we're reading now, whether it be Old English or King James or whatever version of the Bible that you're reading, there's no way that that is identical to the original text. There's no way. Yeah, it was oh, style yeah. translation. I think that yeah. it's a lot of a lot of the text and i think that's if you are a religious or spiritual person and you do read the bible i'm not knocking it but i think that's when you have to have that discernment of what do you what do you want to translate and i do agree like the bible was multiple multiple you know collection of stories collection of of history it's, it's history essentially and i think yeah. if you're a praying person a person that believes in you know a higher power when you're reading the Bible, you kind of have to have that that spirit and that posture of let me hear what I need to hear from this. Let me understand what I need to understand from this and have that faith versus being like word for word. I got to do everything that this says because mm -hmm. it has been translated. It has been manipulated and adjusted and people will take out certain words and how Hebrew, like Hebrew, the Hebrew language and Aramaic and all those things have been muddled up. Like you can't have a Christian uh translate something that they've never read before so they make up what they don't understand it's like trying to tell right. a third grader you know to explain physics they're like well things happen y'all and then it do <laughs> nah for sure Alora she dope as fuck Alora um, oh, yeah. Alicia Alora is um she she's Alora 
host of her own podcast yeah. called the Alluring Hour. Oh. I think you would like it. You should probably yeah. Listen. Y'all should definitely link. Absolutely, they they should. And, and we'll be on her podcast. When is it? That's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna make that. A, I was gonna make that announcement at the end, but oh, we can bad. go ahead. We can go ahead and do it now. Done. I apologize. Um, just for the people that are watching, listening, uh, thank y'all. Obviously, we're not done yet, but we're gonna go ahead and make this announcement while we're here. Uh, next week, November twenty seventh, we will be on the Alluring Hour with Alora Dannon. Um, so we will not be recording. Normal convos pod will not be available next Sunday. Um, Next Sunday, we will be on the Alluring Hour. So go follow her on YouTube. Go follow her on Facebook. Follow her on IG. That's where we will. That's where the three of us will be next Sunday on the Alluring Hour with Laura Dannon. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And the, the episode from last week, the Allure of featuring Alora Dana. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I wish I would have recorded that shit. Yo, no I, bullshit before. Go ahead. I got you, Laura. Uh, no, I was just about to say like that. Um, when, when we left, um, when we got off the off the pod, we had a dope ass like 20, 30 minute yeah. conversation after that. I wish I would have recorded that. Yeah. Like that shit was dope as fuck. Just like we did, we did that with Alicia last time she was here. Yes, we did. <laughs> we yeah. got off and then had a whole another yeah. pod. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all don't know it be going down. Yeah, it definitely some, do. Some, some, the some off camera, content. like real shit for the for the people watching and listening. The off camera conversations blows this shit out the water. Hey yo, I'm, I'm gonna start trying to do like, better to get that to y'all. Like we we love doing this live, but live we have to censor ourselves, and yes. we we have to kind of like when we were we recording before before we did the stream yard yes. stuff, yes. it was yes. it was cool because we would we oh, could yeah. go back and edit shit. Now we have to think about everything we say methodically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we get off of these mics and we have conversations with our guests, that should be so dope. Um. Let's get back to let's get back to the show. Mufaro says it comes down to your personal relationship with your God. I'm going to let my life. I'm going to live my life, I guess, tell my story. And hopefully that leads to want to dive in with my beliefs. The forced laws is what sends people crazy. That's facts. Uh, Alora, I got you. I will send her your info. Uh, Catherine says definitely Mufaro. People forget about free will and personal relationship. Catherine, don't get me started on free will because I think it's no, a myth. Get him started. No, the only reason no, y'all got no. the table last time is because I had to go. I no. think it's a myth, bro. <laughs> you realize no. free will ain't nothing but a fancy word, fancy phrase for choice, right? It I don't is. think you have a choice in the shit that you do, bro. All right. I think every choice that you make is is influenced by external decisions. If y'all not external, no, 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 we already did this. Go back and listen. No, yeah. we're not doing this. No, no, well, I will say this about religion. I think when people say like, I think God, your relationship, how you see God is how you see your father. So like people that have... Damn. Mm. Is that why I'm not religious? <laughs> Damn. Oh, this nigga hates his father. Yeah, like think about that. Like, I cleared this up last week. I don't hate him. According to that logic, yeah. My biological father, my biological father has never met me. I found him on Facebook. He liked, I inboxed and said, "Hey, I'm your kid." He saw it on Messenger, and then that was it. And then when I started doing fan lot of stuff, he friend requests me, and I said that friend request like, "Die." 
But then I was like, you know what? Sure, you can see my life and be sad about it. But he's, I have siblings that he, that I found recently too, and they're all connected to him, whatever. But yeah, I think if you are somebody to get started, if you see your father as somebody who's um, unavailable, unfeeling, only there for disciplinary actions, isn't really loving and caring and there for you, you typically feel the same way, generally speaking, about God. If you have a loving mm. father, someone is there, stable in your life, often mm. those people see God as a loving, giving father um, and are able to have that blind faith because they've, been, they've seen that. But that's just a blanket statement. That is, I kind of like that logic. I love it. That logic is kind of dope. I love it. it. According to that logic, your dad doesn't know who you are, or your God doesn't even. <laughs> oh, shit. No, he knows who he is. Like, remember last yeah. week? Oh, shit. You oh, are Brandon. You are Brandon. <laughs> I, I like that. So, how does that, how does that apply to me, Alicia? Uh, I, I hold my dad in high regard. I mean, he ain't the best dad, but out of. Out of both my parents, that that's the one I gravitate to. I look dead on it. That's my that's my motherfucking guy. However, I am agnostic. Um, I don't. Um, let me explain how I really feel. I believe that there is a God. I just don't believe none of these religions. I don't believe nothing these religions are telling me. But I do believe that there is a God. Yeah. So how how does that how does that translate? With I you? think mine is by, by your logic the exact opposite. Well, that's I think like either that's everybody's that's right my, or nobody's right. That's my <laughs> that's my logic. Um, I think if you say you know your dad wasn't the best, but you, it's religion is separate than how you see God. It's like if you say your dad's not the best, but you believe in him, you know he's there. He he's a force in your life. You rock with him. It sounds like you feel the same way about a higher power. Maybe there's a disconnect. Like there's some parts of you in your father's relationship that you wish were better, so that you could have faith to actually lean on him and trust him. Just like you probably would, God. We believe well, my, that there's my a God. My, in my childhood, my dad wasn't the best. He was there, but he wasn't the best. He's much better now. That's yeah. good, and you that probably translates to your relationship with how, to be agnostic. Agnostic folks, they believe that there is such thing as a higher power, but they're like, but if it ain't, it's okay too. It, like, right, it could be anything. Like you made up your mind, like if my dad wasn't there, but if he disappeared tomorrow, I'd be all right. Like it seems for me, it feels similar. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that might answer your question too, Chris. He says, uh, "What if my father chose to be a deadbeat after I was grown?" But my dad was always there. Th but I think that might still answer the question. Like, if you know, what I'm saying, if he chose, like, are you okay with it? I guess is the agnostic way of looking at it. Like, he yeah. was there, he was there, he was there, and then he chose to be a piece of shit. Eh, whatever. Like, if but you're not okay God, with it, then it goes back to. But he did his job. I mean, yeah, you don't really owe me nothing Chris, once I'm grown. How did you feel about oh, I do not believe that. I do not believe that. I believe you're if you're as long as you're a parent, you're a parent till you die. No, for sure. Ooh. No, no, I definitely after you die. That's what life insurance is for. The same period of kids after you die. Actually, you can use life insurance while you're alive, but that's, yeah. that's a whole other episode. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I I agree with what you're saying. Like as as a present father, I'm going to be a father till the day that I fucking die. But 
I also believe that once you're 18, I don't owe you anything. I owed you to raise you to be a capable adult. I've got, but I don't owe you anything after that. Now it's on you to make these decisions. Now you got to make the right decisions. You got to, you know, you got to figure out how to make sure you pay your bills. You got to figure out how to move as an adult. I'm there to, to to I'm there to provide support and yeah, and give you clarity if you need it. But the decisions. And actions is on you. Yeah, but I don't. But that's owe not you owing. That. Like I, I don't owe my children. I don't. I, that word. Oh, I think that's what's making me like my hairs on the back of my head stand up. My children. <laughs> I'm like, for one, my daughter. I've got daughters, and I refuse to she raise women that don't know how to lean into their feminine. I refuse to raise women that are naturally disrespectful to men. Like I refuse. I, I refuse to raise women that aren't. Society are able to handle themselves in society and care for themselves and nurture, but handle their own. Like that doesn't stop when they're 18. Like my my 19 year old, I said, you do not have to leave this house until you can buy your own. Because I still have things to teach you. I don't want you renting. Renting is a scam. I want you to save your money, finish college. It's my job as your parent to make sure that you are the best version of yourself. My mom yeah, said, fuck out. I agree. You know, my mom said, get out. I was 16. <laughs> and we're going to Kmart saving money. Like, I don't know what I did, but I got to get out of here in two years. And I just want to figure it out. <laughs> I got to do SATs. Like, that's a pressure that Black parents, and not all of them, obviously. And some parents, it's not always Black parents, but they put that weird-ass line of 18. That's that, that you got you got to 18. And then you got to figure it out. I just stopped peeing in the bed. Like, how am <laughs> I gotta be an adult now? I gotta be an adult. Like I just figured out how to not burn eggs, and now I gotta live by myself. Like I think that's the craziest scam that other other institutional racism and all that have put on black families. Where now you you're not on my check no more. I don't get your welfare no more. My child support cut off because you're 18, so you gotta go. You are now a cost center. Versus, I burst you. I chose. Now you're you. a liability. Yeah, yeah you're, you're no longer an asset. Because you're my legacy. You're my I'll legacy. I'll my children will never have to be. Now they will be responsible that. adults. Like think about other communities where they live with their mothers until they're in their thirties, but then they buy million dollar houses in, in Indian Hill or have six businesses because yeah. they weren't forced into this scam of adulthood. I told my grandma been people, living there for seven years. Right, just got there. <laughs> Just I've, been, I've just been thinking like, about that for the past um, I hate that. couple of couple of years. Um, like with the whole eighteen stigma, you got to get out. Yeah. Of, like, but and I and uh, I'm not trying to um, down you or anything like that. But I remember you just said like you don't owe them after you're eighteen. But I thought like, what if they still feel like they ain't ready yet? Well, I see, feel, and I, I feel like it. If they feel still feel like they ain't ready yet, eighteen or not, I'm still their parent, and I owe it to them to to get them ready. I mean, for I mean, uh, for as long as it takes, I feel like. But yeah, and I I definitely understand that. I think the word I think the word oh, I use the word oh because of how heavy it is. What I'm saying that is, as a good parent, as a present parent. You're always going to feel like I have to do the most, whatever I can do to make you the best possible person that you can. Yeah. I'm saying that at the age of 18, society wise, I don't owe you anything. Okay. I don't owe you 
to make sure that you're a good person. I raised you until the age that you are legally your own person. Society-wise. Yeah, society-wise, at 18, I don't owe you anything. Me, personally, yes. Tyler can stay here. I don't, I don't, I'd like to say as long as he wants. At some point, I think everybody wants their parents to move out. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm not forcing Tyler out at 18. You know what I'm saying? Tyler will be 18 in fucking nine months, bro. Like, I'm not forcing him out the house. I'm not saying get the fuck out if you 18 is what, no. Like, I want him to be able to hone his fucking skills with this YouTube shit. They just hit a thousand subscribers. They're monetized now. Shout out to Partyville. Like, at 17 years old. No, he over Jason. They 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 recording right now. Oh shit! Like his partner's eighteen. He's seventeen. They're monetized at eighteen and seventeen years old, starting a YouTube channel. Damn, what we doing? That's something that I want to. I want to. I want to push that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I want him to hone his skills on that and figure out what he can do once he has the freedom to not have to go to work from get up at six o'clock in the morning and not get home till three o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I'm saying? He working a 10-hour job. Uh-huh. Like, I, I want to know what he can do when he doesn't have to do that. So I'm not going to push him out of 18. Right. My thoughts and my, my morals and my, my the way that I look at stuff mirrors yours and Alicia's. I'm going to do everything I can because I feel like I owe him that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm saying that in the scope of the world, once you turn 18, you're your own person. I'm no longer responsible for I you. I see what you're saying. I no longer have to pay your bills. I no longer have to pay your speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay your rent anymore. Like I'm legal. Yeah. I'm literally not in charge of you anymore. Yeah, legally. True. Yeah. Parental influence. I don't see parental influence as me being in charge. Like I feel. Oh my god. I hate him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we log off? <laughs> like I. I, this Kathy just literally took that out of my out of my mouth. I don't think that it's an uh, parenthood is an obligation. I feel like I if we're gonna use the word oh, I birthed you. You did not choose to be here. That was my choice. Correct. So I am obligated to make sure that I am a soft space for you to land because you don't figure it all out at eighteen. Yes, I'm not paying your parking ticket, but if you get jammed up or you're still navigating life. I don't want to be that parent that was like, well, figure it out. Now, I might have right. a little bit of like, come on now. I told you about this. Yeah. I told you. 30% credit limit. Like, you ain't supposed to be going over. Like, now you now you in the red. Like, I'll have conversations, but I'm a guide. I'm a guide. You, I brought you into this world, and now it's my job to guide you through it until I'm no longer able to. Hopefully, God willing, by the time I'm, I end my journey, you've seen and done enough and heard enough for me to continue yours successfully. So I don't feel like it's an obligation. It's more like I'm, I'm, I brought you here. How I think, dare it's just a, I? I think, I think a better word, uh, the obligation O word, like I said, I used it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I think you're describing is a support system. As like, you're not a support system before they're 18, before they're 18, you owe it to them by bringing them into this world to raise them to the age of, okay, you might be legally able to take care of yourself, but, now I'm going to switch that role where you still know I'm your parent, but at 18, we start developing a different relationship because I'm not in charge of you anymore. I can't tell you when and where and how and why I can't I, I, at 18. I can't tell you that anymore. I can, if you're in my house and you know what, however everybody runs their house, but at 18 years old, there's only so much I can make you do. 
I see what yeah. you're saying. When they 18, you can guide. But yeah, it's more of a guide support system. Yeah, when they 17 is like kind of like an enforcement. Not, yeah, not enforced, but it's like those teenage years. You want to, yeah, you want to teach them how to be independent. But at 15 years old, if I tell you to go do something or I ask you to be home at a certain time, I expect you to. Right. Once you turn 18, there's wiggle room. It's like, yeah, I want you in the house by nine o'clock. But if you walk in the house at 10 o'clock, oh, sorry, Ma, I got caught up doing such and such and such and such. I'm not going to have as much as an attitude as when you walk in my house at 10 o'clock at 16 years old. Because at 16 years old, I told you to be in this house at nine o'clock. Right. At 18 years old, you are legally an adult. I'm not legally in charge of you or for any of your actions. I'm not responsible for your actions. So now all I can be is your guide and your support system. Yeah, that's where that. the think, that's where the old thing I think yeah. kind of goes back and forth. I hear you with just when you say it that way. I just I think for me, I I've been called a little bit of a weirdo from friends. I think um I'm I consider my children to I'm a, I'm their guide regardless. Like I even my 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 16 year old had a boy over today and y'all I'm not okay with it. Like <laughs> <laughs> But I have I to teach her that she's not guilty because she's having a biological reaction to the opposite sex. Right. I was made to feel like I was being, I was guilty and punished. Like it was something wrong with you liking boys. Yeah, like, hold on, but do you see him? Mama, look. <laughs> He's beautiful. <laughs> you can't keep your hands off of him. Why do I got to? But right. um, not boys. That sounded weird. It came out weird. Um, <laughs> my mom wasn't a creep. <laughs> but I think it's okay it's to like, like I have to teach my children, and it doesn't just stop at 18. Like, it, it's all throughout their life. I, I want to prepare you by giving you space to choose. And it's not a all right, if you're not to your point earlier, if be in the house by 10 o'clock. So for in my house, I need communication. Right. I'm not gonna assume and let you let you get let my mind wander. Don't let my mind wander. Keep me facts. Mom, I'm gonna be XYZ. I'm gonna be here. I'll be back. Is it okay if I'm out till eleven? I'll see you at ten thirty. How about we meet in the middle? Okay. If you're gonna be late, I need a I need communication. I'm the same way, like in my personal relationships. Like, just tell me what's going on. I have no reason to distrust you. Don't let no my mind wander. Don't let me think Don't. of your answer for you. Don't let me try to figure it out because I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'll just fight you and get home. I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let me you know communicate with me. So I'm teaching her. Okay, you want a little boy over. There's boundaries in place. There ain't no going to no rooms because you don't pay any mortgages. You're going to sit in a little right. room and watch this Christmas movie and eat Jello. But that's it. <laughs> daddy will come and get him. I'm going to wave his daddy to the window. How you doing? This is not a creepy house. I'm not touching your son. No one else is either. Good night. And now she's earned that she's been able to trust herself and I can trust her too. So it's that we have, and this is another podcast conversation. We have a weird dynamic with, I think, a black community where we're just so angry at our kids for being kids. Yeah. And, you know, we were mm-hmm. on fuck shit and our parents punished us for being curious and we want to punish yeah. them for being curious. I'm like, that stops with, with my house. Like, no, you're going to be curious, but I'm going to teach you what happens with that curiosity. It's perfectly yeah. normal to feel um papa when you see a handsome man or a handsome young boy, but understand you respect yourself and respect another person. That you can handle yourself appropriately and don't get yourself in any fuck shit. So, yeah. Yeah, and I know um, me and Bobby have had this conversation before um, with our sons or mm-hmm. about our sons. 
um, that same, that same, really that same conversation of how to respect yourself as a young boy. Cause our generation was, you don't respect your body. If a girl trying to give it to you, you get it. Thank you. Like take it. If she giving it, take it. Like take we had no respect for ourselves as young men. Mm-hmm. So trying to instill that into a new generation while also trying to keep the toxic shit out of it because at some point whether you're a man or a woman you do want to you know teach your kids like hey this is normal this is you know this is natural it's gonna be fun but these are the consequences mm-hmm. for just having fun right exactly. and as a young boy we were never taught consequences we all knew Oh, she could get pregnant, but there was never any pressure on us to be present after the, oh, she's pregnant. There was never any pressure on us for that as young men. So, you know, I know a couple of guys that in high school had three or four girls pregnant. I don't know how many kids they got now, but there was no consequences for that. Mm -hmm. Because as a man, you can go, you can, you can go get 15 girls pregnant, 30, really in a month. That's one a day. Like, if you're only doing it once a day, you can get 30 women pregnant in one month. And now you got 30 kids, and your obligation is based on however you were raised. Now it falls back on what your parents teach you. Because if you got 30 women pregnant in one month, they were teaching, like, some one of them teachings is off. You know what I'm or those examples, I think we where how often do we have positive examples of a male and female relationship where there's mutual respect? Very seldom. No, not, very not very seldom often in the black that. community. Yeah. I don't even uh, think that's a I don't even think um I don't even think that's a black community thing. I think that's just a Western philosophy thing. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, it America the way that America operates with relationships, children, grandparents is vastly different from the whole rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like damn near everybody else deals with relationships and friendships and children and grandkids differently than we do. Yeah. Like we're a third world country when it comes to <laughs> interpersonal relationships so behind <laughs> like we are like yeah. the, like yeah. no, no multiple yeah like multiple like multiple spouses is still taboo I'm know, trying to get brother husbands jumping off that's Let what I'm saying things. like multiple brother husbands <laughs> <laughs> or even like blended families oh <laughs> <laughs> um, Blended families are still kind of not really taboo, but they're still looked at weird. Seeing, you know what I'm saying? Um, or it's even even if you look at um like uh what's the new term for it? Bonus dads and bonus moms. Yeah. When you see those at basketball games and football games, everybody looks at them weird when mom and dad both have spouses outside of their you know what I'm saying? Outside of their child. But yeah. all four adults can get along in, in, at one time. People look at that and be like, damn, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, how is that? Why is that so weird to us? Yes, my ex-husband built the house literally seven minutes away from my house. Like, my daughter is headed there now to get clothes for him for, for school because she's coming back over here. People in our, like, people in, outside of our lives think it's so weird that we have such a good relationship. But he came over to the house the other day and was like, hey, 
you're moving or you're you're selling the house. You mind if I buy some stuff out the house? I'm like, take what you want. Yeah, cash at me. Send it to me. Go ahead. It's that mutual respect. It doesn't matter how we ended our relationship. The fact is we have common a common we have a really something really important between us, which is this child. And we don't yeah. have to hate it just because we're not doing and that's it the most important part. And I think yeah. that's what's missing in Western culture. Yeah. The child is always what it is always the most important and also what suffers the most. Yeah. In Western sure. culture. Yeah. Right. Letting that ego get in the way of, you know, the most important thing. Absolutely. And even like with the girlfriends, like my, my ex-husband has had, you know, you both have people in our lives outside of each other uh, since we've been divorced. But anytime I'm introduced to uh, a girlfriend or a new baby mama, whatever the case may be, like my posture is like, Hey, welcome to the community. Like, Welcome, welcome to shut up, Kathy. She knows <laughs> she's seen this in action. <laughs> so she's seen the weirdness. And I'm like, you, you hungry? Like, grab a plate. And to guys that I've dated in the past, it, depending on where their ego was calibrated, it was, oh, you must still be fucking that nigga because you. Yeah, that's food. always where it starts, too. I'm like, okay, first of all, it's food in there, too. If you want some, like, you can get a plate, too. Like, go ahead, like, get a plate. Um, well, that's probably because you're not handling them correctly. They need to be trained. We talked about this already. Ooh, mm, mm. Go back and watch that clip. Fire. No, go back and watch that clip. If it's out of control, it's because you let it be out of control. The men have capacity to shut that shit down with a couple words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 I, I gotta I got I gotta I gotta stick up for my guy, right? And not for him particularly, but guys that are going through shit like that. When you got a bitter baby mama or a bitter ex, it don't matter what I say to her. She's going to beef with me. It when you got a bitter baby say. mama it's or... or It's what you do. Well, yeah. But that, sometimes that don't matter, though. Sometimes that don't matter what you do. It might take a little bit of time, but you feed a fire, it's going to keep growing. You put some flour on that hoe. I'm like, listen, I'm not dealing with you. If we got to go to the course and go to the course, go to the course. My shit's straight. You're not going to change how you feel about me. Separate that from how you feel about this child. You want me to take care of this baby or you want me to beef with you all day? Now, if you have a woman Some that women want the beef. Some women want the beef. There's ways to get around that too. Some women want the beef. They don't care about you this taking care true. of your baby. Absolutely. Some like, fine. And then you, and you, you take it to the streets then, not beat her up or nothing like that. But with, I, have a, I, have a, I have an ex. Baby mama found out that I was in the picture and lost her shit. Well, he was still doing it to her, so that was a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's always going to be a problem. Yeah. That was a problem. Yeah, but yeah, after we were not together, we were still cool. We just weren't in a relationship. And I was like, listen, you have mediums that you don't have to deal with her. That baby's got a grandmother. That baby's got aunts that you were, you connected to. Block her number. Go get that court order if you need to. Get your baby on every other fucking Saturday if you need to for the for the next six months. And she's gonna learn that when you get when she gets rowdy, you have an answer for that. You don't get to disrespect me and expect me to be the most upstanding father that I can be. You have to pick a struggle, honey. You're gonna be mad or you're gonna be successful. And if you want to be mad, be mad by yourself. I don't have to deal with you. But he took her to court and he gets his daughter. She's piped down. They don't have any more beef because what can what can she do? What can she do? Nothing. Ah oh, man, I'm frozen. Are y'all frozen? Y'all put me in timeout.
Can you hear us? Now I can. I was like, damn, they done cut my mic off. <laughs> now, I don't know what I, you know, we don't know what happened. Like, like everything, everything, we're, everything, we're in the Wi-Fi trash. everything in the house now. just all at the same time just went haywire. The TV we was watching, all our computers, Dang. <laughs> like, everything just went haywire all at the same time. That's right. Uh, what was you saying, E? I was just making a point of some women hate their child's father more than they love the children. Ooh. They should have been more selective who they gave the coochie to. Ooh. Yeah, and you know what? I've talked about that before. It's a little too late, man. You, can't, you, you knew can't he was a shit bag before you laid down with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, the problem is you can't put the kids back in the pussy. They haven't tried hard enough. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wow, but you shove them back up in there. Okay, okay. The basement uh, cam was still on. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mufaro uh, says when you raise off survival, you gotta let them live. See that and that was the point that I was trying to make, uh, Alicia, is some men are at the point where it's like you we we're not taught to fight, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to kids, we're not taught to fight. A lot of men nope. don't know that they can fight. Absolutely. Right. And then you run into a situation with a bitter ex or a bitter baby mama where it's like, well, damn, I want to be present with this child, but you're not allowing me to. So you get a lot of men that get the flack where, oh, why you ain't in the baby's life? But so often we hear, oh, my baby mama crazy. We hear that so much that we don't even believe men when they say this shit. No, you my baby mama mom. crazy. Well, what'd you do to make her crazy? Like yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a very <laughs> common answer for most men is well, what'd you do to make her crazy? Like, no, I didn't do shit. She, she just better. And just there like is, even yeah. compounding on what you said earlier, a lot of people don't know how to differentiate our relationship versus our relationship with the within the child. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like once we once we part. We like me and you, I don't even care about none of that no more. All I'm worried about as a man is taking care of what we created together and moving on into the future. I think that might be be part part of the flaw. I think that might be part of the problem, though. Like, and I know that my experience is not the same as everybody else's, but when me and my ex husband separated, it was not, it was not like, okay, bye. It was. We were fighting in banks. Like we were actually like beat to the ass in banks. Long story, I tell you, and drink sometimes. But after that calmed down, and we weren't so caught up in the emotion and anger of our marriage feeling, we had to realize like I actually do have to care about you because you have my children. Right. If you are living on the street, that impacts me and my kids. So it wasn't like I don't care about what you do now that we're not together. It's like my how I care about you has to change. And we had to have difficult conversations, but it takes two really adult people. And I get it that not a lot of people, I don't say that a lot. There are instances where male or female don't handle the end of a relationship well. Right. But it still takes some serious and direct conversation of, I still care about you, but that has changed the way that our relationship will be. Like, I would right. allow certain levels of, you don't have access to me like you used to. <laughs> Y'all over there playing musical chairs. <laughs> but you but it's I think it's feasible and it's possible to have an adult conversation. And even the most infuriating woman or man, because I've seen them all, being able to let them know and come from a place of compassion 
even being the bigger person, if you will, and let them know, like, listen, I'm tired of fighting with you, and I don't want to continue this negative energy. Let's work on fixing this relationship so that we can communicate properly to raise this baby correctly. And so right. that I can care for you from a distance without it being about, you know, well, who you doing it to or how you moving on with your life. And a lot of that is anger. You, they're, they're caught up in anger. And some people, it's easier to hold on to that anger than it is to let go of that person. Right. Even um, so uh, moving on to Kathy, she says, unless you're a married man, unless you're married, men aren't given parental rights for their own children by law. It's a system yeah. already built to teach men they are less than the child and the mother. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was actually going to read that comment. It's very important. A lot of men don't know that um, you get shown it. Yeah, more than pretty you know, early, you know. Yeah, very much so. It's like, hey, um, you know, a lot of cases, custody is pretty much going to go to the mother, and you, you know, you'll do your father thing every other third weekend or some shit right. like that. And the, the fucked up thing about it is, even though that may be true, what Ka what Catherine just said, a lot of men don't know that in marriages, so they don't even fight for. Equal well, rights. Well, like, a lot of men would just be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess the woman gets the kids." Well, like, that's because yeah, when you sign the marital kids contract, and take my money. And I think yeah. I told and my house. You didn't read the fine print. Yeah. You didn't read the, the fine print. Men, like my brothers, I told them when they got their girlfriends pregnant, I said, "File for joint custody immediately. Everything's still great right now because your baby just got here, and everything feels great because you're a new dad." Go to the courthouse once you have the baby social security number and file for joint custody. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to do. It's almost like a prenup. You talk about the dirty stuff when everybody's feeling good about it. And everybody's high. We're about to get married. Let's sign a prenup. Let's do that with everything. Yeah. So, and you know what's funny? Um, I was actually talking to... Who the hell was I talking to the other... I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, a business that they were starting. And... Or no, was that Alora? I think it was. I yeah, think we were talking was. to Alora last yeah, week the, the off just, mic. The gist of it was, hey, get that shit settled and handled right now while everything is good. Because when things happen, tensions run high. It's going to be a lot harder to try to implement that shit then. Right. It's better just already have it hammered out at the beginning. Right. Because yeah. um, like what we did with the pod, um, when we first thought that when we first all came together, and was like, OK, we're going to do this. One of the first things we did was drew up a contract. Well, I think we had only did like ten or twelve episodes. Had we? It, only, it might not even have been that. It was early, so. early, early. We drew up contracts, and that was that. That wasn't even like a year and a half in where we got consistent viewership, where we got consistent people comment, and then we're you know what I'm saying uh, what we shared on the normal convos pod page the other day. Like that was that was something that was sent directly to one of us by a listener. Mm -hmm. Um Bob or ever shared something in a group chat earlier where a listener, like you can tell like you like you uh earlier, like you said with the medium shirts, we can tell who listens, right? So we weren't even in that, we had nothing. Right. It was okay, we got an idea. Mm -hmm. We're all in, let's hammer out the heavy shit now. Right. Who getting what percentage? Who doing what? What do we? You know what I'm saying? We hammered all that shit out in the beginning because we didn't want to be, you know, uh, 
two months away from signing the deal or some shit and then be like, oh, okay, well, how much do you think you deserve? How much do you think you deserve? And then now it's an argument. And now we got to get lawyers involved because we all want to feel like we get our just due mm-hmm. when you can do it early with no lawyers, split everything evenly, and nobody gives a fuck. Right. And then if we got to renegotiate, we got to renegotiate. But it's three of us. Like, right. what's there to renegotiate? 33%. Exactly. I want the 34. No, I got the 34, nigga. I want the 34. I'm happy to take 1% just to break the, th- the truth through a tie. Oh, oh, look at you. I'm so, just, I yeah, feel Bing, dropped the, Bing dropped the bar. Dropped the ball. That's the first episode she missed in like two, three months. Ah, yeah. Bean ain't missed the episode in a while. Well, then I'll take 0.5% and split it with her. The she's really consistent. Yeah, that's what we just watching. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, so Catherine says, it sucks that men have to prove everything to be seen as a man. Prove paternity, prove financial stability, prove masculine, approved emotional regulation. Simply being a man oh is not God, enough. Oh my God, I love her. This is oh, what I've been right. saying since <laughs> we started. <laughs> Episode one. She, this is Oh my God! Ellen, I'm gonna say this on, on record, and she's gonna hear this. Ellen is my disciple. <laughs> disciple. She spent we spent a lot of time together, and we have similar views on just people being people, but especially around the the male the situation, but just just how society treats men in general. I, I love it. I mean, the masculine burden of performance is is just different. It's just. Like we always say, we always have to women born. women are men have men to have become to be. men have to be. Um, yeah. but, well, and, and she just summed it up right there. That is true. That is true. I don't have to prove to anybody that I'm a woman. No, I think right. there are things that are failures. I think the failures of women can be seen a little bit differently. Like if you have children and the children are successful, typically they look at the mom. Well, the mama must not read. Your mama must not raise you right. Like things like that. But um, no, I got got a bay. She's my assistant. Ding dong, what's wrong with you? Do you not know what disciple means? (laughs) You're very intelligent. He is. Uh, I'm gonna need you to go. He's a doofus. He's such a goofball. Um, (laughs) that just threw me off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does that. He does that every episode. uh, The failures of women are seen differently. They are seen differently. Like you know. Our be- yeah, our, we don't our- allow women to fail. No, oh, our no. beauty standards, Mm-mm. holding ourselves up. We have to be, you know, hydrated, fair, fair skin, no pimples, like tight ass, the whole shebang. But I think the same thing for. I love a medium ugly bitch. <laughs> Just say <laughs> medium so ugly. Like a Starbucks drink. I like a medium <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Outside of my beautiful wife, don't get it misconstrued. Don't get it misconstrued. Who is that? Hold on. Okay, there we go. Uh, But no, I think like the. Let's talk about I learned from my sensei. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean that goes back to I said the first time I was here about retraining women. It's it's such an inherent deep-seated taught disrespect against the male species in general that we have to understand that they you guys got just as bad as we do uh, right like this whole weird thing like mass toxic masculinity it's not masculinity that is toxic it's the lack of masculinity that makes things toxic 
when you feel you have to hide your manliness or hide your masculinity to somehow fit into this female-driven society, that's when shit gets weird. When you're allowed to stand into your truth and you can grunt and fart and slam and burp and be a dude, girls like me and Ella love that shit. Like, pour that's it on with like gravy. Do. Pour it <laughs> on like you. gravy on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, yes, because, hey, when the shit happens... Hey, if this goes into crisis mode and people have to be protected, you're not looking for the dudes walking on their tippy toes. No. Nah. Or peace sitting down. You're not looking for the peace sitting down there. You're looking for the dudes who farting and burping and, and you know, lumber jobs and iron workers and exactly not the <laughs> look at the docks. Like right. It, it, it's it's the toxic guy. You can be a corporate man with those masculine tendencies for sure. I'm not. I'm not saying that you have hey, to. Hey, talk that shit, Catherine. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about a grande six, please. No tens. Absolutely. It, it's just a I point. I like of, a medium seven. Like a medium seven. Yeah, tens come with too much. Yeah. Seven to eight and a half. Tens come with too much. Security issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. tens come with super secure. They super, super insecure. Like, super. Cookie cutter pretty. Yeah, I don't want no cookie cutter. Yeah. I'm gonna give you constant validation just because I'm the that type of nigga that tell you that you're beautiful all the time. I don't need somebody to ask me if they look good every day. Just look at your DMs. You know you you know what I'm saying. You know what your DMs look like. We're playing with me. That's true. My DMs are just full of Mafaro liking all my uh status. Hey, he's shooting a shot. No, he's not. He ain't paying attention to me. Yeah, he's all right. Like, he likes to push right. buttons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's that's, that's what he does on this pod. It shoots. Right. <laughs> if well, there's one thing he does on our pod is he shoots. He's been trying to get his nut off for the last hour and 41 minutes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> this nigga's stupid. <laughs> So we didn't get into none of our uh we didn't get into none of no, our no. interview questions at all. Shocker, shocker. <laughs> That's how it, I love you know we what just, we just kicked it. I love I love unofficial interviews that turn into just good conversation. It's like I, I I don't want to do a tradition like I love that we can do that with some people. Like we more or less did that with like Dion. You know what I'm saying? We more or less did that with Malcolm just because we wanted to, you know what I'm saying? That was an education is elevation episode. So we mm-hmm. made sure that that was interview based. But shit like this, where we kind of know people, it is so dope to be like, let's interview you. But shit, we ain't talking about like those first <laughs> like 20 minutes, we let her get her shit off and then fuck it, we have a conversation. It's yeah. easier to do with recurring guests. I, I was saying, yeah, that, like, for sure. It's easier to do with guests. <laughs> if you come here back. once, just fuck, fuck it. Just yeah, you just get an interview for yeah. unless we already know you. It's the first time. I mean, you yeah. gotta like interview the person to get let the listeners know, like get a chance to know the person. Our first time was just as wild. I feel like we talked it about was. Oh, you know yeah, what? It, it really was. was. <laughs> think about it, it, it really was. was. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I do have a question that I don't think that we were able to ask, or not able to ask, but something that we didn't ask on the first one. Um, which in your direct field in fashion, right? What are things that you see in fashion that you 
love and then things that you see in fashion that you just hate that's that's fantastic uh question actually we were talking about this yesterday at the fashion show i'll start with the positive i love when models feel like people and not hangers Mm. and they have they put on the clothes and they don't just feel like they're just doing a job they actually feel like I want to buy this off the runway. And that happened yesterday. That was so crazy for me, for people to see my stuff that I made with my hands and be like, I not only want that, I recognize that that fashion is super personal. And I believe that what you made was specifically for me. So I'm not going to wait to get it. I'm going to get it now. Like, so that map, that model di- dynamic where they're straight on the runway, they feel good. People vibing, vibing, screaming, yelling, Oh my God. Like, running from the show to go to the booth to buy it. Like for me seeing that immediate reaction, like I've spent all these months making this stuff. It's on the runway for 10 minutes and people are impacted by it and feel like beautiful and good in my clothes, whether it's a man, man, male or woman, um, man or woman wearing my stuff. Like that to me is like drugs. Like I get immediately sweaty and hot. And I imagine that's what practice <laughs> is like. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I love that. I love that feeling of like, this is my art and people are responding to it. Like, that's beautiful to me. The thing that I don't like about the fashion industry is that people think that there's a right and wrong way to do it. And that bringing other people down is somehow the way to go. Like, you are the big fish in the pond if you can talk the most shit about somebody. Or if you can belittle a model or you can you know throw shade. Like, people will, I'll hear people say, oh, they said this about you. That doesn't that's not my business what people say about me, but my my receipts and my impact is what I care about. So if people have a good experience with me and they believe that I didn't make this just for clout, I made this because I truly believe that this is something that the world needs to see and it's my art. I ain't really worried about the negative stuff, but that feeling that hoity toy, that cattiness, that oh, if you model for them, you can't model for me, and you don't want me because I'm plus size. Like I I dress people with bodies. So like that's my feeling. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. Uh, exactly. And the, the more you got, the more I'll put fabric on it. Like, it's okay. Um, mm. So I guess Mufaro got a question. What are your thoughts on demasculization of males and black males in high fashion? Now y'all trying to get me canceled. Mm. Don't do it. <laughs> ah, I think. And I'm not going to be PC. Like, I'm going to say how I feel. That question I think that that is... Fashion industry has a lot of people that are not black males running the show. There's not a lot of black men that value what black men can be in the fashion industry representing that. So it's easy to do because it's the female dominated industry. So everybody kind of conforms to the feminine, right? Right. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like now. There are designers out there that want to show the black male and men in general Fierce, powerful. I think that whatever you choose, however you choose to live your life, that's your business. But I do think in fashion, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity for people that are not at the table right now to get a seat at the table to change that. Right. And like for me, I do make clothes that are androgynous. Like I've got a gentleman last night wore um, a jacket. Like I made it as a men's jacket, but the last fashion show I did. One model looked better in the outfit than I did, so I swapped her, and that was the only thing left. I put a belt on that hoe, and I wore it down the runway. It's a men's jacket. Yeah. Now, 
I've had men walk on my runway that are, are that have worn dresses. Like I don't think that we get we get caught up in the whole like gender bending and all that nonsense. And you're right, pants don't have a penis or a vagina, so there is there is uh, that. But I think looking at it, it can be seen when there's a lot of black men specifically being put in you know lingerie or, or dresses, what, what can be perceived as demasculation. So I think that. The more people that have beliefs of how a black man should be, if you believe that and you're a designer, step up to the table and let your voice be heard. Let your interpretation of your art be what you showcase. And that can be, and that's your brand. For me, my brand, I love to see black men powerful and strong and in clothes that make them feel good, just like I like to see the women that model my clothes. So yeah, I'm aware of it. I see it. I'm not blind to it. But at the end of the day, if you're not you're critique it, you need to be a part of the solution, which means get a clothing line and put bricks in pants or whatever makes you feel like they're super masculine. <laughs> we got to send you a shirt. I don't think you got none of our merch yet. No, but I would totally rock it. I know you would. That's why I want to send it to you. Yes, yes, I would totally wear your stuff. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good yeah, question. I'm gonna need you to. I'm. A, I'm. A, uh, I'm gonna send you our Etsy, our Etsy shop, and just pick something, screenshot it, send it to me, and I'll make it up for you. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for sleep. And send me. Uh, send me your address or okay. PO box, whichever one. It's my address. PO box. Okay, I got a question. What's up, Alicia? What you just said about that, <clears throat> like, is that one of the creative challenges? Um, just making sure that what you uh, make and present is. It has to be presented a certain way. Like, is that something that you have to think about? Like, you said you have a piece that's androgynous. Um, is there ever something where you're like, I don't know how this will come across? Or is this the right model for it? Should it be a male model? Is that something that you have to worry about? Or not worry about, but are mindful of? Yeah. Just making sure it's presented properly to the world. Um, Like you said, you'll spend months on this and people are only going to see it for 10, 15 minutes. Um, Do you often feel like that's not enough time or that's such a limited amount of time to get what you presented out properly? That's a good question. I think it's kind of twofold answer. Some of it is confidence. Like I will... (sighs) I got you, Catherine. We got you, kid. We got you, L. You knew I was gonna, you knew I was gonna hook it up at the back. You gotta put our bits out there. We don't need to let it go get two for ones. Anyway, um, so confidence is one thing. I'll have models, and you have to, you can't just be a designer that just throws clothes on somebody. It takes me longer because I also want to like stalk the model a little bit and find out like what's the natural style. If you've got a fupa, like say I've got models that have had kids and they're not. A size, you know, they're not size two. <clears throat> I'm not going to put you in too. something that is super skin tight because the likelihood of that presenting well and looking flattering to your figure is not going to be great. Or if you are a super tall dude, like I had Isaiah, he's what I don't know, L, if you're listed how tall he was, but he's like six four. He had to bend down so I could like put the necklace on him. Like he's he was tall, and we had him in one outfit. I hadn't like actually fitted on him before. I scrapped that outfit and changed it for a different model because I didn't want him to feel. I want him to feel confident, and I want him to believe in the piece too. So when he's walking out that runway, 
he, you know, he, he feels good in it. So yeah, I, do, I am concerned. Uh, it does concern me about like, is my art being interpreted properly? But I also want to make sure that the person wearing it, whether it's a photo shoot or a runway, they often feel good in it too, because they make their walk is harder. Their attitude, their confidence is better. Um, it was just dope. It's just dope that way. But I do think about it. Like there's things I won't put certain people in. Um, in my fashion, if you've seen it, like I believe a woman can be beautiful, completely covered. Like you don't even wondered if I have a belly button. You don't even know. Like, like <laughs> but the fact that you don't know if I have a belly button, what shape it is, is gonna keep you up at night. Cause like ah, I know it's a sexy belly button. I just know it is. So like, I will put my ladies in, you know. Cover them up. It might be elegant. You might be showing some leg. You might be showing some arm, but you're not showing everything. And not knocking anybody who does um, do being a dad, um, who does decide to you know do their designs how they want to do their designs. But I do think about that. I do consider like who they are, what my art is, who do I put it on, you know, what makes sense for their skin tone. There's also a lot that goes into it. Thanks. Okay, okay, okay. Catherine. Oh, yeah, we definitely love Fupas. <laughs> we love Fupas. That's a flavor saver. Um, it's a headrest, really. Um, Catherine, check the me by Lee uh DMs. Um uh, did you have any questions, Bobby, before I move on to mine? Um it, it was it wasn't a really good question, like I'll be Having this shit. If it makes you feel any better, I'm reading off the outline. Um, have you? Well, yeah, that's pretty. I'm pretty sure you have. I'm gonna ask anyway. Have you done your um research on New York Fashion Week? Models coming with me. My bad. Oh, okay. Um, if so, how how will um. New York differ from Paris, and how are you preparing for New York uh, Fashion Week? That's a good ass question, Bobby. I'll tell you that. Yes, we can clap on some merch. Hope you're talking to me, Mafaro. Um, I'm down too, G. We all, we're all down. We're gonna get a shoot my shot line of t shirts. Shoot my shot. Shoot my shot. <laughs> I'm with it. We're gonna call it nut off. We need to do a three way collab. That'd be crazy. Oh. Let's, let's, you know, I'm down. Stupid. But yes, Bobby, to your point, um, getting. Getting played in Paris. I swear this one should have been cut this, this episode. Played in Paris. Um, See, if you know what, Alicia, if I knew that story before I named this episode, that's exactly what it would have been called. <laughs> that's Put fair. It in you know what I was going. You know what I was going to call this. What I was going to call this episode, but I didn't want to be that guy. I was going to call this episode "Niggas in Paris." I felt it. <laughs> I felt it. We but were saying that like, the whole yeah. trip. We were saying the whole do that. So I'm mean, fine. Yeah. Yes. Well, one, I I the invitation came like as soon as I got back to the States. Like, so that was for me, and I'd already heard about this uh, production company. So one, I was like, I validated that this was a legit show. They had, you know, followers, they hadn't had canceled shows. So I was going off of faith and trust before Paris, and I was excited because it's like the biggest thing I had ever, you know, set out to do. Um, so that kind of synthesized me a little bit. Like I'm like, all right, let me trust but verify. So I verified. I made sure this was a you know reputable company. They have a lot of contracts and things you gotta make sure that you take care of. They want you to you know cast some models. They cast their own. Like it's a lot of 
paperwork and legitimacy behind it. And how it's going to be different is one, I'm not going to be casting all the models as an emerging designer. Um, they cast, they usually cast all models. So that means I don't, I can't control who I have on my runway. And I love representation. I believe black people, black and brown people of all shapes and sizes belong in high fashion. So I fought to get two of my people cast, like two models casted for the show. I did mess up and think that I could cast 10 and they told me like, no, I can't cast all 10. So um, that'll be different because I'll have models that might be um, models I have worked with before, but I'm excited for that. So yeah, and New York is here in the city, so or in the in the country. So if I have to drive up or fly up, I'm not out two bands. <laughs> you know, yeah, for right. real. Yeah, but and they check in with you, so they like been checking in with me every every couple of weeks, making sure that I have everything together. They like offer me, you know, different packages, so they're they're very hands on. Um, have like an onboarding checklist and like a call, like so they're they're very legitimate, which makes me feel a lot more secure. So. I'm still trying to get into other shows just as a backup plan, though, in case anything wild happens, but um, or to get into multiple shows because I've been working on three different collections for next year and I, I can show them all. I will. Hey, I'm with it. You know, we, we support you in every way. We can. Absolutely. You guys no, for do. sure. I love y'all big did you, time. Did you see that comment from Mufaro? <laughs> uh, I'm on a fashion break. Fine. <coughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Um, how you want to do it, E? Because your shit keep going out. You want to just stay with y'all? You want to stay on it? He just, he just switched. Oh, you switched the phones. Oh, okay. You should have switched the setup so it could be, uh, landscape. Put it in your little thing. Pause. Um, <laughs> I always got to pause it around you niggas. Like, I don't understand. Like, I just you be trying to talk. You think we're not mature? I, I think that y'all borderline how mature y'all want to be, depending on what we're talking about. Even when we talk about mature shit, y'all applause me halfway <laughs> through it and make me lose my damn train of thought. Well, Everett started that shit. I know. What? Of, it just kind of... We have a whole episode called Pause. E, fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. These bus tires are heavy. Everett <laughs> you, started you that Rose shit. Will not just, kinda, oh, Everett, I, it, Everett, you be, you be doing the gay stuff. You be doing <laughs> the gay oh, stuff. Everett, you started it. Get them the model on the next. See, we're all trying to slow us out. <laughs> Immediately, we're okay with that. He just said we got a model on your next show. We're okay with that. I'd love to have you guys on my next show. I think you guys look wonderful in my pieces. I'm with it. Absolutely, I'm with it. Yeah, you yes, know this. Please <laughs> slut us out. We're available for slutting. Just let us know. I already sent you three dollars, Bobby. I sent you no more money. <laughs> I already sent you three dollars. All I got left yeah. is a Dolly Rancher from Halloween. I'll take it. Oh, we love Jolly Ranchers over here. Half areola. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> I think this is the last interview question I have. Okay. Um, with as active as you are, right? You know, you're doing Paris, you're doing New York, you're doing Columbus. You, you know, you haven't really had a break and what it seems like all year, really. Um, with as active as you being right now do you think at some point that it will burn you out as far as your creative process or as far as trying to do shows back to back like kind of how you are now do you think that there's a point where you know you might get burnt out with everything no i really don't honestly i love what i do and i do take 
I do take really good care of myself. I'm just going to ignore that one. Um, I take like I went to Vegas last week. I was in Vegas and L.A. last week. Me and Kathy, we took off and I was like, hey, it's your birthday. I wanted to thank her for one hell of a year. And we went to Vegas. Hey. We went Did y'all get some strippers? No, that's spending money. I'm not hustling backwards. Um. Ooh, <laughs> facts. Great. Facts. Hey. I wish I had my gunshots. <laughs> that was definitely a gunshot moment. Yes. Uh, that's us backwards. If it, if it gets if it gets too stressful, me and Kathy will just get in the get in the office and just shake it shake our asses for each other. We'll figure it out. Um, hey. um, but anyway, no, I I do get tired because like literally coming Saturday, two a.m. We got home and settled from L.A. Two p.m. I was at. You know the fashion show started. I was had to be at the show at eleven thirty, with a couple hours of sleep, dressed in thirteen models. Then left that, went to go run through a friend's birthday party, said hello, gave him a present, custom me by Lee Bowtie, um, and then came home with the sleep. And then I was up, had to be on set at seven a.m. for the TV show I'm working on. So it's like I know that I need to rest, and so like I, the rest of this week is gonna be turkey and stretchy pants. Like I'm gonna relax. I'm with I'm gonna it. twisted. I'm gonna get my nails done. Be like, Phew. but I do take really good care of me, um, so that I can go so hard. But it's my art. Bobby. Like, I um, for candy. What? Oh. <laughs> Stop slutting Bobby I'll out for Twizzle, candy. Twizzler payments, sugar baby, sugar daddies. I can actually um, send y'all like eight pounds of candy because I think I'm the only black house on the neighbor in the neighborhood, and I bought all this candy for these raggedy ass kids. Not one doorbell. Oh, I was not no. sitting outside, so I had a, like a tub of candy. So people were just going when they come to my house, they take handfuls of candy out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's art. It's my art. That's how I express myself, and so no I breaks. Burning out that way. I just know that. In between, like I'm not doing any shows for the rest of the year, but I'm doing pop-up shops to sell off my inventory. So okay. for next year. So like I'm things are calming down and I, I can say no. You know, the things like I'm not I say no to plenty of things. Like yeah. there's that I still do, like I still act. Like I still act and have movies that are coming out. So like I do have and having an assistant, chef's kiss, because I can tell you like when people say get help. Accepting help was hard for me and having someone who not only can I trust that can take the reins and be like, all right, we got this, this, and this tomorrow. Cool. Say no to two of them things. I want to go to sleep, you know, <laughs> or right. whatever the case may be, or having her jump in my DMs to talk to you guys real quick because I'm on a call doing some other stuff. So just having somebody that I trust. Yeah, for sure. I know I've been, I, I know I've been communicating with her a few times. So yes, we gotta have a code. So you want to say something crazy. I know it's you. Like when you're cheating. <laughs> That's how it works. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't know nothing about that. I'm lying. No, nah, I'm a good kid. Did I'm a, a good question? kid. Yeah. We, you know, we got to put our work in, of course. Yeah. We got to put our work in. Now we can get back to the fuck shit. I don't, right. uh, you asked a question yeah, get, that I think is. Um, Actually, I, I, I did want to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, and Allura sparked it, right? Would you like to interview us about anything? Ooh, yes. Put on the spot. 
Let me t- let me pull my turtleneck up. Hold on a second, man. Pull the turtleneck up. <laughs> right, yeah, Allura sparked it last week when she started asking each each yeah, one of us individually something. Yeah, that was dope. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. So that might be something that we just incorporate for all the guests. But That's you will be fine. the second person to be able to interview us. Well, we always talk until the wheels fall off the podcast, so I don't think we ever had time to. But that's fantastic. Um, this is a great question because um, I think this came up from a conversation that me and Ellen had about dating because I'm single, you know, you know that. And we were talking about men being um, unavailable because they think I'm unavailable. Uh, like they don't shoot their shot because they think I'm already off the market. And you're put together. That- but that's weird. That's weird to be put together and scare guys off versus being like, hey, I'm a hot mess. I'm posting on Instagram and Facebook how sad I am for being single. And now you guys can jump in my inbox and I can pick you off one by one versus be like, I'm going to shoot my shot because I don't see a ring on her finger. And she's the kind of woman that I want to you, be into you know or be attracted to. Like. I think the reason why is because the way you put yourself together, it doesn't scream like desperation. It doesn't scream I need somebody to I, I need somebody to to holler at me or whatever. It the way you put yourself together screams I'm single and I'm confident with it and I'm okay with that. Yeah. If, if, and if then me or not, fuck it. And to piggyback off of that, um, as much as men like to disagree, a lot of men are intimidated by a woman that has her shit together and don't need them. So shooting my shot when I know that you may or may not be at a higher level, success-wise, financial-wise, you could be bluffing all of it, but you don't look like it. You look like you got your shit together. You look like you're in a good financial space. You look like you know what you got going on. So to a man that might feel intimidated by powerful women, that might be the... "Eh, I got a little bit going on for me, but she looked like she need a nigga to make three, four, five hundred K a year. She not going to settle for a nigga that is just starting out, just starting in entrepreneurship, just starting with my little idea. And she out here in Paris. You know what I'm saying? That might intimidate some men. And even mm-hmm. though some men are having this awakening, like no simp mode, a lot of us are still like hardwired to piggyback off Brandon's point are still hardwired to provide as such it's like okay she's well put together yeah she what am i here for, for? What, what am i here for yeah, exactly what, what, what am i gonna <laughs> what am i gonna bring to this yeah, what am i gonna do for her i can't do shit for her a lot of men are hard or hardwired or identity is to provide and if we can't do that then what can we do provide and protect exactly and if, if you if you come off as somebody that we can't do that for it's like then why even try? Well, that's I, I do understand that. Like, I do understand that provide provision and protection is strongly in the desire to be needed is strongly embedded in the male paradigm. But for me, it's like, but that's super transactional to say, what can you do for me? Because you're you're a person I want to add to my life, not you know replace, <laughs> you know, or, or be a, a a fixture. I want to add you to add to me. Not to, you know, I don't have all these things. So I need you to come and do it for me. Like, no, we let's be partners. Let's be partnerships. If you have something that's growing, even if it's a little idea, and I hate people say that, oh, my little business, like that. It would always be little if you're thinking about that way. But I think that True. it's interesting. Like, I'm meeting, I'm meeting levels of women who 
are, and not this, not to get on the Kevin Samuels trope of the leftovers, because I have two children that are very well taken care of and paid for. <laughs> I bought them with my own money. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I love my kids. But, you know, I handle my own, but that doesn't change my need and my ability to submit to my mate and be a helpmate because my ideas are just built up more if you're filled and you're fed. So I just think that that's an interesting kind of like fucked if you do, fucked if you don't, where I can yeah. be to pretend like I'm just it's a, it's a very it's a very weird place to be. Yeah. Um, because every man is going to be perfectly fine with a woman that can take care of herself or that has a drive, especially when you're talking about the um, the modern versus traditional man trope that's mm-hmm. been going on recently. When you start talking about the modern man, um, the modern man wants a woman that can take care of herself once a, once or once a woman. I'm sorry. Um, he wants a woman that can take care of herself. He wants a woman that can. You know, if I fuck up, the bill's still going to be paid. Or if you fuck up, the bill's still going to be paid. Like, we don't want to. We don't want to feel like if I'm fucked up, we we fucked fucked up. up. Yeah, like that traditional shit. Like that's kind of out of the window now. Mm -hmm. Like, cause so we the the modern man doesn't want all of that pressure sitting on him. Um, But like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's kind of a weird place because what's being perpetuated in, in 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 media right now is that women don't want modern men. They want traditional men that are going to take care of the bills. That like six feet tall. You're going to take care of all the bills. You're going to pay for my car. You're going to pay for my insurance. I'm not going to have to work. I ain't got like I, I'm going out shopping. Like you taking care of me. So a lot of women are falling in in that. And when you are, fi- especially with how easily accessible TikTok and YouTube and Reels and all of that stuff is, that's what's being pushed. Mm-hmm. So the men, that's what they're consuming. Oh, shit. Well, every girl I deal with going to want a nigga to take care of her. So when they see a woman that has that 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 um that level of success or level of financial stability is the exact opposite well shit i can't do nothing for her i can't even be her i can't even be her mate you know what i'm saying i can't be her partner because when the other thing that's being pushed is when women that have money like that are also saying at this point i'm going to talk to you a certain dollars or i'm x amount of like that's being pushed just as much as I want a nigga to take care of me. When you start talking to the women that are high value women, they're saying, no, you're going to accept me talking to you some type of way. You're going to accept me saying certain stuff to you, acting a certain way towards you because of my status, not because of yours, but because of mine. So when the man, um, obviously I'm being, you know, outside in, when you see a woman that already has her shit taken care of, that instantly, if you're not necessarily addicted, but if you're addicted to TikTok, Reels, YouTube, stuff like that, and all you see is women of a, a, a high-value caliber saying, no, nigga, I'm going to talk to you some type of way. When you see a woman of that caliber, even if she's a DM away, you're you're accessible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People can pull up on one of your shows. People can pull up at one of your pop-outs. You be outside. Like not a lot, but you be outside. Like I'll be outside I've for seen... three hours at a time. <laughs> we don't we don't see a lot of women who are put together like you and at the same time have the mindset that you do. 
right. lot of women who are put together like you are with the um with the I don't need nobody and this that and the third. I oftentimes think like that. We don't see a lot of women who are put together like I don't need somebody, but are still humble enough to be like, hey, I can I can still use a man for other things, like yeah. stuff like that. We don't we don't see that often. That might be that that and the ability to be submissive. Because a lot of women that are put together and have their shit together do not have the ability to be submissive as well. Mm. I think that probably have to start shooting shots. (laughs) I gotta be tomorrow. I don't give a fuck about nothing. He don't care. Uh, You might might have to start shooting shots because um, nobody's gonna know like the way society is like how we just you know i mean how we just explain like the way society is the way you put together you get you're going to intimidate some guys you're going you so it's probably going to be up to you and i hate to say it it's probably going to be up to you to shoot your shot and show some of these guys like hey i'm not i'm not one of these stuck up motherfuckers you know what i mean out here like that's i'm approachable I feel like I do hear you. And I think that the whole talking to people how any kind of way because they're, that you have some type of status, I think that bites people in the butt because usually, usually something tests you, whether it be you lose your money, you lose your health, you lose your status. Something always comes along and humbles you. And then if you don't have the, the basic decency to be kind to the person that you're in a relationship with, First of all, you picked the wrong person. You don't need to be with somebody who makes you feel like shit. But Facts. that's I just think that's just such a wild paradigm. It's like there's so I just wanna I just wanna like start start the world over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, you know it's, so, it's just so weird right. right now. And obviously, like being having being married and um you know, married and engaged and all that fun stuff. The desperation is gone. Like I don't have, I don't feel like my biological top clock is ticking. I don't feel like I need to like make a hundred babies. Like I'm okay. Like I'm happy being by myself. And I won't say that I don't need a need a man per se. I don't. I don't really love, always love how that sounds. I enjoy companionship, and I do seek partnership when I decide to, you know, seriously get into or like a relationship. But that is, and I think I think that um, hold from, on, let her finish. Hold on, <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to. Yeah, hey. Jeez. Go ahead, Alicia. No, go I'll ahead. Be forgetting right shit, ahead. so I'll be having to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want you to forget. I don't want you to forget. <laughs> no, I've been having a conversation with my mom on this on this same topic of being okay being single. Like I'm okay with being single. I just want companionship. And what I've talked to her with is sometimes that could be the energy that you're putting off. Is that I don't need a man. I want one, but just for companionship or just for I don't want to be alone or you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever your criteria is for why you want a man or you why you enjoy companionship, that could be it it can be put off in your aura. Yeah. And I think that that I definitely hear what you're saying. I think, you know, obviously we're telling more of my business than I planted today, but thinking about um, welcome to the normal combos pod. (laughs) Welcome to the pod. I think like having a community of people, like I don't like like needing people is weird. Like everybody needs people. We need people. You know, you all need each other to make this podcast run successfully. You know, I I need I need Catherine. Mm -hmm. I need Kathy so that she can she adds so much value to my life. So you need people that add value to your life. And really is Uh, when it comes to like relationships, 
I think we're always trying to figure out what we can get out of it versus what we can give to it. And I think about mm. like being with people that have children. And I used to think that, you know, I'm never dating a guy without kids or never dating a guy that has kids because big mama drama. I had to learn how to like, how to grow through that. And now it doesn't matter what you have with you because I'm not worried about what you're bringing. I'm focused on what I'm bringing because I'm not worried about what you're giving to me. I'm worrying about what I can give. And am I coming to you with a pure a pure heart and pure intentions. I'm not trying to ooh see, ooh, Bobby got fresh braids today. I know he got a good ass barber. You know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not being weird. I'm not trying to worry about how I can shake you down. That's super transactional. I feel like we've gotten so far down that rabbit hole that everything, everybody's so skeptical. I can't take you out on more than two dates without getting some ass because ooh, you gonna take my money and play me, and I'm not gonna hear from you again. Right. Or, you know, or I'm gonna sleep with you the first night because I'll never see you again. I spent eighty dollars on this lobster. Like it's just so transactional versus like doesn't matter what I got in my bank account. I can have forty seven cents in this mint. If I'm a dope ass individual and I can add value to your life and you feel the same way, then why are we worried about anything else? Society. That's the easy answer. Garbage. Everybody Garbage. wants to be viewed a certain way. How, yeah, how society trained us. Yeah. Like society puts us in a position to where the visual is much more impactful than the actual. Fine. Fine. So I can't get I, brother husbands what I'm hearing. You can. <laughs> you just gotta find some niggas that's with it. It's with it. It's, it's a, it's a you might have to do a triad. <laughs> we can have a girlfriend too, like if we have to. If we gotta if we gotta like make it, if I gotta compromise. See, if I got a compromise, <laughs> I said it specifically for Everett because I knew he was gonna roll his eyes. <laughs> if I got a compromise, a brother, husband. This I is why it. I fuck with people that come back because <laughs> she know your ticks. I knew he was gonna. I knew he was gonna be the flip the table. That chicken was gonna be all over the basement. Did oh we? My God. we did like polyamory. Oh shit, we did. We did cover that. Yeah, we covered polyamory and triads and stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Episodes. What do you? Why do you think that it's more? Uh, it's easier to. Um, this is a question for all y'all. Really, I it's see so more cool. polyamorous relationships coming about, like especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is mostly, like, from what I'm seeing, it is mostly oh, two women and a guy. <clears throat> what, from a male's perspective, aside from the obvious, like you know, who I'm. What's the what's the challenge with, with being in a relationship with one woman and two men? Like honestly, is it the sex? Is it the loyalty? Like what is it that's a challenge? Short answer: ego. Just shorten that up. I'm gonna go ahead and let Evan explain because I will simplify. I was gonna let you get your shit off because where you were going with that, I, I'm with it. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna just go ahead. I'll be simplifying the fuck out of shit. Um. This is going to sound very simplistic, but just ego. A, a man can't handle, most men can't handle another man, you know what I mean, sharing a girl and shit like that. And then with society, with what society tells us, we're not supposed to, not supposed to do that because it's kind of like, I don't know if it makes sense, but it's kind of like a man is submitting to another man as well, if, if that makes sense. And like one of those relationships, like, it's like you gotta compete and submit at the same time. And, and most men ain't, ain't having that. We ain't built for it. No, really no. 
No, we're not. The the, the thought of asking, hey, can I have her tonight? <laughs> or making a hey, schedule. Yeah. Or hey, don't don't do her too bad tonight because tomorrow is my turn. Yeah, man. How is that any different than dating a girl that has that's dating multiple men? I think if it's not in your face, you were more likely to accept it. And yeah, you can like, fake like you don't know that she got but that's living in the same house, like just we're gonna bump heads. I, Literally. I can't even do the soundboard thing. Damn. You damn near. You de- you damn near. Good one, that was a good one. I, I mean, <laughs> That was I mean, a quality chuckle there. Yeah, I like quality that. Quality chuckles. Quality that was good. Chuckles. Just, we are... See, look, we done rubbed off on her. I know her. <laughs> Not literally, though. Uh, well, I don't know what y'all do when I turn my camera off. Oh, wait, no. See. She got his back. Dang. She got his back. God, she she too she too witty, bro. <laughs> no, she too witty for this shit. Too witty. No, we're built to dominate. We we just we 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 just ain't with that. You'd have to find like two kind of uh, tippy toe or piecing down men who who'd accept that. I, I mean, and and if you like that, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but most men who are dominant or got a you know sufficient level of testosterone just it, it we're, we're not going sufficient for the level of testosterone we're, we're not going yeah. for the christmas pictures where we're in, we're in the pajamas together and you're in the middle and just it, 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 it's not going to work such a it takes a certain type of man to be okay with that yeah unless we just don't give a fuck about you I think, yeah, like running trains and shit. You know what I mean, but see, I think, but just, just, just imagine dinner time. But see, I see, I want to offer offer some pushback on that, right? So, (laughs) you know, I always got to be the contrarian. Not literally, though. Right, I thought the same thing. I was just gonna say, um, always got to be the contrarian because why not? Um, you know, it's not. It ain't content if we all agree. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it would take because, like, even with like the pause game, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's childish, personally. Okay. We're not gonna stop though. Yeah, no, we're not. not. I do. I do it too. I'm just saying. I personally think I don't do it outside of this pod, like at all. So, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you do on Facebook all the damn time. <laughs> soon as I plot, as soon as I post some shit, this oh. thing comes. There will be one comment and it just say pause. <laughs> um, I think that it would take uh, a man or two men that are just secure in whatever the fuck they got with that woman. Like my relationship with her, at least the way that I understand triads. Because if it's two women or two men, either way, um, I have to be comfortable with what my relationship is with that woman. If that's my wife or my girlfriend, whatever our triad is, I have to be comfortable in what our relationship is. And I can't worry about what their relationship is. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing uh, a, a, um, more, I think, I'm sorry, I was talking about polyamory. Polyamory is I got to be comfortable with whatever my relationship is in a triad y'all are all in the relationship together so in a triad you need a bisexual you need two bisexual men 
in the triad, you can be a man because they are all a relationship. And polyamory, where you were talking about with uh, brother husbands, mm-hmm. I have to be okay with whatever my relationship is with Alicia. If me and Alicia, Alicia were the first ones married or whatever, okay, this is my wife. This is what she expects of me. This is what I expect of her. And I have to be okay with whatever that is outside of whatever you expect and what Bobby gives you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I have to share, but in some ways I have to be secure in what we're doing because just like um, a polyamorous relationship, you could get into uh, open relationships where you're still you're sharing your woman physically instead of physically and emotionally. Yeah. And then you start getting into all the other isms and amories and all of that other stuff. Everything along those lines, you're sharing something. You're either sharing the physical, the emotional, or both. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to enter into one of those, you have to be okay with whatever it is you guys provide each other so that whatever the other person provides does not hurt your ego. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I, because I don't there's think two they different people. Okay with that. Imagine that a lot, of, a lot of guys don't think like, okay, what if you start getting feelings for her, right? And then she starts liking the other guy more than she likes you. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a month. That could time. happen in a traditional monogamous marriage. True story. Yeah, it could. Listen, I want to. And it's more. And it's more common. And it's more common in 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 the, in my mind. I might be bullshitting. I have never been in a triad <laughs> or a polyamorous relationship. But I feel like in a normal heterosexual monogamous relationship. A woman might love her eight out of ten, you or her ten out of ten. You might have seven or eight of them. That's why you got to marry her. Her work husband got two out of ten, but it's the two that you don't got, and that will make her step out on you. Did you just post this? What did I just? No, it, I saw it on Facebook, but okay. I like the analogy. Um, I feel like in a polyamorous relationship. It could be the exact same thing, except if she's going to find two men, she's going to find her 10 out of 10 in these two men. She's not going to go get six out of 10 here and then four out of 10 here, but y'all share three of the same qualities. If if I go over here and I want a guy that's six foot, makes 500K, uh, loves eating pussy, always make sure I come before he does. Okay, cool. That's four out of your 10. And then the other guy got six out of ten, but it's not the same. It's not four of the same four that you know what I'm saying. So yeah. he got the rest of the six, and you got ten out of ten out of two men. Is less chance for okay. Well, I'm gonna step over here. No, I'm gonna come to Bobby for whatever Bobby gives me. I'm gonna go to Everett for whatever Everett gives me, and then I'm gonna give my ten out of ten to both of them. And I could do you know what I'm saying. I could do all of that. I just think there's a oh. <laughs> I mean that's essentially what I just said, but true. But I t- think the but breaking it down to like ratings, like even if it's a community, like and my, and maybe this is like just fairy tale talk and it never exists, but like where it's a group of people and we all have we're all in a, in within a relationship. Now it might be, you know, let's say Podfather Brendan is you and your wife, and it's oh that's two person i can't say that because i'm gonna put your business both of y'all are married bobby are you married uh no not yet i do have a girlfriend i'm not married okay i didn't i couldn't remember i don't be in your business i'm sorry 
<laughs> like if you had two really good friends and you both like each other's wives, <laughs> like would that that's, be weird? That's swinging though. To me, that's but swinging. No, like not necessarily like just not just the physical, not just a the cult. six out of ten. Like it might be a cult. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Maybe that's why. I, maybe that maybe it is a cult. Like having a group of people. Okay, that's a side joke that I need to just pause real quick and tell you all about because there are people that are in since in our circle that think that I am a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, because of my my yeah, thinking. you definitely could be a cult leader. I think I might be. You like I think leader. I might be already. I have a disciple. I have disciples. Um. No, I have just because of my way of, of thinking and living and living freely. I just imagine a world where I can have what I want to have a How bigger. Many you got, Alicia. Um, including three of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like total, it. Twelve total. You'll, you'll, your cards will get in the mail. You'll, you'll get a free buddy pass each month and unlimited hot wings. Oh, what does the buddy pass come with, though? Roses. Oh damn! An actual buddy pass. I get a free cheese pizza. Once you buy a large, you get two toppings. Oh, now they they upgraded it. No, that's the, what you get in the cult. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm with it. Okay. I'm with it. I'm kidding, but no, I hear you. Ever you're think you're saying that there's got to be two tippy toe guys in order for that to work. I just oh. think that there's in a in a relationship that's more open to where you can have commitment with people. And maybe one or more part, more than one person that you guys, it's a community. You all are there for the betterment of the group, whether we're all in a house together and we're all putting it on, you know, we're all splitting the bills. If we got kids, one of the women and men are taking care of the kids. I mean, I don't know, like more community living. And I know that, you know, it, it works in other countries, but in Amish too, but that's weird. I don't know. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. But Amish like I, hold on, date right. daughters and shit. Whoa. That's why I said not. I, mean, I don't want to say anything bad about the Amish people because I don't know. I don't know them like that. But I, I think it's just becoming more accepted, especially amongst the black community, because it, it's just addressing some issues of okay, listen, the days of where you want your own personal person, them days are over. <laughs> Everybody's sharing. It's just your turn. So now look, let's just be open with it. Listen, okay, I will have a sister wife. We will raise the children. You provide, and it will make the house work. Um, it's not a bad thing. Um, women are survivalists. I mean, when back in the day when someone would invade a village, the women would turn over and just, hey, I'm their wife now. You're dead. They're going to survive. So this is kind of just a form of adaptation of it. Um, <laughs> Who's in our village, Everett? Who's in our village? <laughs> whoever wanted to come and dominate it and take it over. Oh my god! Because the peace sitting down, men and the tippy toes were not able to defend. Oh, that's so how it works in the. That's so, how it works in the animal so, kingdom, though. Yeah, it's the concept of the look war at a pride. pride. Look at a pride alliance. That's, that's exactly how it works. If I'm str bigger and stronger than you, I'm coming to take all your wives and I'm eating your children. Right. But is the one on one dead? Like I hear, I'm hearing that more <sighs> and more that the one on one that is, is becoming like religion. It's going to be like a fairy tale now, like down the line it's just is it dead no of course not it'll always be around but it's becoming more and more like like you just do it to one person like 
<laughs> how how two thousands of like, you? Right, you got a pager too. You got a. <laughs> you have a pager. <laughs> how very nineteen eighty of you to have right. sex with one person yeah, for your whole life? It's it's just becoming one of those things where it's just oh becoming more accepted. Like, uh, Brandon, you say all the time, we are not built for monogamy, but we not. You're married, and I know how I, you said you don't know how you reconcile it, but. Nonetheless, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Um, it's a very weird place to be in. I, I think it's just an acceptance of the reality of it. Like, hey, listen, fuck the cheating. Listen, we'll, we'll just have a, a, a cult like Alicia has that, you know, we, we, this is teamwork. Yeah. It's just me personally, I think. I, I think it's a case by case basis. Technically, I, I, my cult does not. I don't. I, my cult members are just in thinking. We don't be doing it. That's weird. What? Huh? No, said they don't be doing it. No, doing it, Nicole. Nah. Yeah, like, no, I, I wanted to make sure I was very clear that's the on first, air. That's the, that's the first rule of the cult. Yeah. You gotta fuck somebody in the cult. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, maybe you I don't understand the real re- meaning of a cult. So let me be faced. I can't get that. Never mind. I thought I had a cult. I don't have a cult. You don't. No, you don't. I didn't come here for pizza and, and, and card games. I'm tendering my resignation. I just, uh, buddy, pass on your turn to mail. Yeah. Chill for came, real. They yeah. actually watch Netflix. Oh God. I came for these. This is my two week notice. Damn it. Lost another one. I'm even now. Lost another one. No notice. I'm walking out throwing shit. Yeah. Well, I think it's community. Like, community is just so important. Like, it doesn't have to be always relegated to, like, Mufaro, you know, finding his nut like a sweet squirrel. Like it's community. If we could all be around each other, and like mind you, I'm just talking. I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. But being able to be in a have a safe space where you're not necessarily worried about your villages getting pillaged, but you know you have a community of people that want the best for you, and vice versa, and you're all working towards that common goal. Like that's. I think ideally, like that's my ideal situation. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think Unre- it's doable. Unrealistic. I think it's. It doable. might be. It's idealistic. That, it's. It's a great concept. It's, it. It requires so much investment. Yeah, but just like you said, E, we're already moving towards that. We're already moving towards a world where more people think that monogamy is bullshit. Yeah. We're but- already moving for, further to a world where um, the the two incomes. We're, we're there. That's what I'm saying. Two incomes at this point in time, two average incomes cannot sustain a household. Not with inflation. Two, in- no. two average earners cannot sustain a household. They can barely afford a house. You 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 be living in an apartment. That's what I'm saying. Um, but I, I'm saying with her with 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 the 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 community thinking of it, even if it's, I mean, like with her example earlier, if you got four, five, six um, couples that all find each other attractive, and it's like, well, shit, I think such and such wife is cute. She think I'm cute. My wife thinks such and such husband cute. And we can live in a community together where we're all practicing safely, of course, but we're all practicing together where, okay, look, this is what we do. And we got 
you could pick from seven people. You could just call somebody up. Hey, yo, um, Steve, uh, how Barbara feeling tonight? Yeah, let me borrow her. Let me borrow Barbara, and I'll send fucking Jessica on over to you. Yeah, let me borrow your boo for the weekend. I'm, but in that in that society, I still I I do agree with you. I do think it is idealistic, but I think that we're moving closer and closer to that because in the grand scheme of things, two people cannot. It, it's not logical anymore. It's not, and it's just so for survival purposes. It's going to be kind of hard to do. I mean. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Alicia. They selling pussy just out in the open now. Yeah, I, the if, value if, of pussy. If that don't tell you something. Very greatly deteriorated. And, and I found out it's women. You you wouldn't even think. You wouldn't. Even yeah. Think. You like you? Yeah. You. But I thought it'd be I the some, ones I that thought, don't. It'd be the like what what I found. What I found recently is it the ones that don't need to sell it that are selling it. It's the ones that's getting holler on a regular basis that's selling pussy. Well, yeah, that like makes sense. Charging for like, I don't know. That's not a conversation I need to be involved in. Never mind. I would ha- I have real questions. Like, oh no, let's get into it. Do you like just put an ad out? Like, <laughs> I mean, OnlyFans exists. Twitter exists. Um, DM me for bookings, and your bio uh, exists. Bio. I thought that's yeah. modeling. Yeah, that's in your link, but that's uh, you don't you also aren't showing off bikini pics. Uh, uh, Alicia, no, no, we, we, my, my link's in my bio. It's link tree. We'll talk over here. Is we'll I talk need screenshots, over here. I need screenshots. I need to I need to know who I'm dealing with here. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's, they can't be in the, the cult. They still the, the dark side is. Oh, it's God. dark. It's dark. it's dark over there. It, it it will make you view relationships like what? Yeah, it's dark I over there. I'm supposed to open car doors and coats over nah. for this. You mean I can have it for seventy five dollars? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that cold world. Sticky. Yeah. Um, I don't I want you to it. like. It's getting to a point to where it's like I don't need you to open my car door. I don't need you to be courteous. I don't. I know what you want. So give me seventy five dollars and you can have it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so they're eliminating the middleman. Yeah, no middleman. Fuck the middleman. Give me seventy five dollars. You got it. Are Are you saying you would be a middle woman, Alicia? A middle woman? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like, be like, oh no, okay, Madam like, Alicia. Madam no, Alicia. No, no, I'm not. I'm not involved in myself in that. I ain't making. Nope. Nope. Pause. Canceled. <laughs> delete. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Whatever I gotta do. Unsubscribe. Let's I'm rewind. Just rewind yeah. a little bit. No, like, I, I, I still want like car doors and like uh, that's I, i've run in i've almost run into doors like kathy has seen this we'll be standing outside somewhere and i'm not opening the door if there's a man in the vicinity i refuse why because you're a man you what does you, that mean you can open the door for me i'm a lady so you can you can open the door for yourself you have two hands you're absolutely right but How i'm a lady is that? we've been on this entitlement this yes. gonna this gonna send us on another hour Maybe we discussed nope, it before. It's not doing it. It's not, I don't think it's entitlement. It is. It's, and it's entitled. It's entitlement bred by the system. The system teaches y'all that y'all are supposed to have doors open for y'all. And y'all are supposed to, you know, not have to put the toilet seat down when y'all go to the bathroom. And all of this entitlement bullshit that y'all benefit from. It's, it's a double standard. No, my I'm dad sure. taught me. Like, my, my, my uncle daddy taught me that... A man can open your car door. And How old is he? How old is he? He's old. Yeah, that's an old school way of thinking. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just like I believe like a woman should be able to cook for her man. Yeah, and I don't think there's blunt. anything like, wrong with <laughs> it. I'm saying that expecting it is what's wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think expecting it is wrong. There's nothing wrong with the action. Just like there's nothing wrong with the action of you cooking for your husband. But if you if you had, say, I mean, you're a working woman, right? So say you had a long day designing dresses and you had a meeting here or meeting there, mm-hmm. a show here, a show there, and you've been outside all day and you get home 30 minutes before your husband and you're not cooking when he walks in the door and he's like, no, bitch, food was supposed to be on the table. Why food ain't on the table? That's an expectation. Now, that's that, a toxic relationship that I wouldn't be in. Yeah, but, but no, that's, I, an expecta- that's an unnecessary expectation. Well, I hear you. I think, like, my my past relationship, like, he would not let me open the doors. Like, if I, he was around. Like, he'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm used to driving by myself. He'd open the door. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that in your relationship. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, I'll have guys rush in front of me, open doors for me. I don't know if it's a catch-22 because y'all are helping me keep that. Now, if I was a raggedy Betty, just, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm me and I treat people with that same courtesy and kindness. I don't know. But raggedy Betty is expected, too. Yeah, but I've also heard girls say stuff like, don't buy me flowers. Don't don't buy me candy. Don't touch my door. I can do it by myself. No, I'm Those the happy. ones that sell pussy for $75. Okay. It's connecting now. Thank you. <laughs> What will 20 pounds get me? <laughs> oh, what's, the, <laughs> what's the exchange rate? What's the exchange rate? <laughs> what's the exchange rate on 20 pounds? Because Hustle and Flow told me 20 for the front and 40 for the back. So Facts. Now 75 for the bed. Inflation. Inflation. That's 2005. That's yikes. But no, I don't think there's anything wrong with... Um, that's true. I don't... Yeah, I don't ever think it's anything wrong with it if you're used to it and your spouse does that for you all the time. And some a lot of men are taught like that as children. We're always taught how to treat how to make women's lives easier. We're yeah, always taught that. I don't think that chivalry is bad. Like now, if I'm by myself, I'm not gonna stand in the cold for an hour until a man walks up. That's weird. But you know, just like if I, this, here's the thing that Kathy can also attest to. When we're out in public and we walk past a black man, I always speak. I always yeah. speak. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hello, have a good day. Even if he in his headphones and don't hear me. Like, that's something that I ex- that I not gonna expect, but I think that's a a cultural courtesy more than an expectation. Like yeah. you recognize a lady, just like in the olden days. You see a lady, you want to say something nice, impressive, throw your coat out over that mud. Now, I think that's weird because she could have walked around the puddle, but... <laughs> or open the door for herself. I, if you're going to run in front of me, open the door, open the door. That's fine. Thank yeah, that's you. fine. I'm, I'm talking about the expectation. I don't know if it's an expectation or if I'm in culture. It's a cultural courtesy. To you. Personally, to you. To me. Yeah. For now, you, you, yes. If you're not, like, I'm not going to be like, open the door. That's, you know, there's, I think that there's a certain level of, I see this young woman walking. I'm in the vicinity. I'm going to open the door for her. I'm going to speak to a man when he walks by me. Hello, how are you? Even if it's in passing. Now, I don't do it to all, all races, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. But if a black man walks by me, I don't care what he look like, how, if he's in a suit or in a garbage bag, I'm speaking. 
because that's something that I want to change with our culture of us being weird to each other for no reason. Like that's something for me. That's something that I've got on my to-do list before I leave this earth. But I don't think that's a, I think it's a cultural courtesy. Right. Like if y'all came over my, if y'all came over my house today, I will offer you all drinks and food. I'm not in a relationship with any of you. What you mean? <laughs> That's a cultural courtesy. We just ate fried chicken. <laughs> some real food. Well, well, I just well, made well. shrimp and broccoli um, alfredo. No, never mind. Bread no, and no, salad. I say at home. No, I, I need a plate. Are you are you adverse to shrimp? I'm adverse to anything that comes oh, yeah. out. Of <laughs> like, what he talking about? I need a plate. I need parts. It looks good too. It was good. Yeah. A lot of that should be looking good, and I don't like it. I'll make yours with chicken. There we go. I'm accommodating. But anyway. Get rid of that broccoli too, though. Ah! You want to die when you're 40? What the fuck, man? Y'all, well, come on now. He picking your other people's houses. Right. Wow. You need the broccoli. You need to he live. Just, he was just talking about entitlement. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely entitled. I don't expect you to get rid of it. I'm just letting you know that I'm not going to eat that shit. Cook <laughs> chicken and get rid of the broccoli. That's why I uninvited myself, and she she made the decision to. Oh no, I'll make you chicken. I'll eat it how it comes. Like wait, that wasn't me. Out. Brandon uninvited himself when she said shrimp. <laughs> as soon as she said shrimp, I was uninvited. She said, "I'll make it with chicken," and you said, "Oh, okay, but get and rid of the take, broccoli." Take the broccoli. <laughs> if we making substitutions, so he's getting a bowl of noodles. If we making substitutions, yeah, I'm just saying, I yeah. don't want to waste your broccoli. On Brandon, because Brandon ain't gonna eat it. Yeah, just let him talking to a third person. Like, if yes, guy, I am. I do that a lot on here. Open didn't open a door for me. I wouldn't be like, "Yeah, you worthless son of a bitch." Like, no, I wouldn't do that. It just doesn't happen often. Like, yeah, it'll be in other countries. No matter we, we were in Vegas in L.A. If there's a man walking in front of me, he opens the door. Now, if no one's outside, I'm not gonna be like, I'm just waiting. But it happens, and I don't. Maybe if it stops happening, that, that stop happened to me years ago up at um, Northgate Mall. I shared this episode. I'll share yeah. this episode four. So this lady, um, she's like, I'm at the end of the parking lot, and she's like, all, pretty much at the door. So she's walking and all that. <laughs> has no idea I'm behind her. I stop to tie my shoe, and that time she gets to the door. This time, I'm still like halfway through the parking lot. So this lady, she's sitting against the wall on her phone. And so I'm thinking she's waiting on somebody. So I get to the door. I bypass her. I just walk in because she's just sitting there. And she was there long before I got there. So I'm walking. I walk in the door and this lady taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around. She said, you were supposed to hold the door open for me. I didn't even cuss this lady out because I'm like, how like how was I supposed to know you were just sitting there? You were just sitting there <laughs> in your phone. Like you could have been you been could have been through the whole mall by the time I got through the parking lot. You really sat there and waited and got mad at me because I didn't know you were trying to get in. You were seeing I think yeah. that's entitlement. Don't do like, that. Being that's upset what I mean by entitlement. And it didn't happen. That's entitlement. Like, I'm not gonna be mad if you didn't catch the door for me, but if you're in the vicinity, I will step aside. I've done that before. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And they'll go, oh, yeah, here you go. Thank you. And I say thank you. I appreciate it. And if they got something in their hands, I'm not going to be like, put your box down. 
Oh shit, like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I think oh, that's Oh shit, weird. fuck y'all. What happened? Y'all, y'all keep talking. Oh, it's a boot thing? I don't know. Oh, no, Rick and Morty. Oh, Jesus Christ. Rick and Morty. Hey, y'all want to talk to y'all. Hey, Rick and Morty came. This is a new episode, so y'all keep talking. I'll be listening. What is happening? Look at the dedication. I know, right? All righty. <laughs> did he write this episode, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> he's done with us. He's done with this episode. He is officially checked out. No, I mean, did he write the Rick and Morty episode? Like, <laughs> oh no! Uh, apparently so. No, it's, it's just a new apparently one. Apparently so. That's just his shit. It's I'm not gonna keep I've been waiting for like six, like three months for the new episode to come out. So okay. yeah, it has well, been a while. Enjoy, enjoy, darling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh shit! I think we had talked about everything we're gonna I, talk I, about today. I think that's our cue. Yeah. We already approaching three hours anyway. I announced it. Like, yeah. yeah. All right, fuck y'all. Yeah, we approaching three hours. I'm going to work in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, all right. All no, we good. We love you, We still nigga. We still did not have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> round. We round, round it out. Huh? That was in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, no, they, there was a conversation. They got me together. They got me together. I need to... um. I'm gonna keep having doors opened. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. And being a non-sexual cult leader, Bobby is got the worst cult in history. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Always, no, I'm pretty sure the cult where they all died. That was the worst cult in history. If I'm getting ass, I think that's a good trade-off. Your 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 priorities are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> It's my my carnal instincts. I understand. I understand. Carnal not instincts. Broccoli. No, no, we definitely not eating broccoli over here. Okay. Oh, no, no broccoli. We can eat, we, we no can eat ass, but no broccoli. See that? Now that's okay. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? How you gonna have dietary restrictions but you eat people? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does sound wild, but you eat people. Who's you eat people. Broccoli doesn't moan when I put my tongue on. No, God. <laughs> Alrighty. He put his tongue on her butt. Oh, yeah, but you but probably the... still eat. Does your wife eat broccoli? Because you might still get. Some... Nah, yeah, she do. Oh, secondhand. Yeah, uh, she, I do get secondhand broccoli. Secondhand broccoli. I get secondhand nutrition all the time yeah, from the booty smoothie. <laughs> we getting the fuck out of here, man. I'm going home. I'm going home. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything, Alicia? <laughs> you guys are insane. I've missed it here. Oh, God. You are welcome back whenever. Absolutely. Whenever you feel like coming to talk your shit. Oh, my Lanta. Um, catch me this weekend at the Winter Market on Washington Park from 11 to 6. Black Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You catch me at the Minding Our Business. It's a Black women-owned business fair. Uh, all that stuff's on my Instagram. And that is me underscore by underscore Lee. And keep it funky, y'all. Hey. All right. Let's get into these taglines. Who want to go first? Uh, anime and video games are life. Uh, shout out to my kings and queens out there. Keep striving to be excellent because y'all already are. Um, shout out to the fans, supporters, listeners, anybody who's on, um, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that. 
because there's no us without y'all. There is no there is no comfort in your growth zone. There is no growth in your comfort zone. If it doesn't scare you, you're too comfortable. Get out your comfort zone and grow. Last but not least, you can make millions or you can make excuses. You cannot do both. Eat. Facts. All right. People's self-improvement is the key. Let facts. me say it again. Self-improvement is the key. Big facts. When it comes to your attention, be a very stingy dealer with very high prices. Big facts. Those that say you can't. There you go. Or you won't are just afraid of the fact that you will. And lastly, you might want to wipe front the bag. Facts. Um, <laughs> I knew that was going to tickle her funny, though. <laughs> Glad to tickle you. Oh, oh. oh shit. Like, what is an attack line? Y'all know I'm red, so I'm like... <laughs> She turned with it. Look at her. Oh, shit. That is, a great, that is one of the greatest taglines we have, honestly. Who uh, doesn't know that? A lot of people. <laughs> we are here to teach. We've ran into some women before. Oh. Um, so no one, retraining camp. No, nah, for sure. We definitely need to partner on that and just do a retraining camp for men and women. I'm here. Um, no one wants what no one wants. When the facts change, I reserve the right to change my mind. I forgot one. <laughs> Do not light yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Yeah, there you right. go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I can get down with that one. Um, no one wants what no one wants. When the facts change, I reserve the right to change my mind. There is a thin line between protecting your peace and avoiding accountability. Mm -hmm. um, humble enough to know that I'm replaceable, but I'm cocky enough to know that it's a fucking downgrade. And she stank. And she stank. <laughs> <laughs> I like that remix. Yeah, I do too. Um, they fight for what they want. We settle for what we get. At what point do we change our tactics? And last but not least, every conversation that's normal is not a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, we are out of here. Um, we want to send a special, special thank you to our guest today. Alicia, you have been wonderful as usual. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I always have fun with you guys. You guys are dope. Thank you. We we are trying our best. We trying at got. this point. We trying to get signed. Oh yeah. We trying to get signed now. Absolutely. How can I help with that? I have no idea. We can talk behind. We can talk behind the scenes. Okay. Lufaro <laughs> talking about where the applications to get in the coat. You don't want to. You don't want into that coat. Lufaro ain't no hoes. You ain't getting your nut off in that coat. Nah, it's hey, over. She said it's a thousand dollar fee. <laughs> You only getting you only getting you cheese pizza. Thousand dollars and you ain't getting your nut off. Two toppings, two toppings. <laughs> Cash only. Cash <laughs> only. I think she's the madam. 
Maybe I'm getting slutted out. Paying grown man tears. Am I getting slutted out? (laughs) She's pushing P. She is definitely. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, I'm looking at the books. I'm looking at the books, Kathy. (laughs) The books. I'm be pissed. Um. Uh, you or Kathy, make sure y'all check the Me by Lee DM. The link for our Etsy is in there. Perfect. (laughs) Just pick something. Both of y'all pick a shirt that y'all like or a hoodie. Uh, screenshot it and send it to me, and I'll get them made up for y'all at some point this week. Awesome. I'm doing it right now. Um, for our viewership, thank y'all for tuning in with us for a back-to-back three-hour pod. We have had the two dope women um, that you should definitely follow Back. these past two weeks. Um, shout out to Alora Dannon. Shout out to Alicia Lee. Um, we we're trying to broaden our stuff and get more women in here. So if anybody knows any dope women, send them our way. We trying to talk to therapists. We trying to talk to, you know, designers. We trying to talk to artists. Anybody that you know that's a woman that's dope, send them the normal convos pod because we here to listen and we here to converse. Absolutely. So um, with that being said, again, to our viewership, thank y'all. Y'all have a good Sunday. Uh, do something productive this week. It does not have to come of monetary gain. Just do something to make your life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, for our Wednesday people, <clears throat> for our listenership, thank y'all for listening to a back-to-back three-hour pod. Hope y'all got. Hope we got y'all through some a work day or early you know and work or not a work morning, uh, a cleaning morning. Instead of listening to Al Green, y'all listen to us. <laughs> Uh, We appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good Wednesday. Have a good hump day. Hump something if you can. Um, And of course, before we end, uh, check me out personally. Um, Chef Boy RB on AMP. Uh, Every Wednesday and Friday. Every Wednesday and Friday, I go live. Uh, This Wednesday is my hump day shenanigans. Um, I do not have a theme for that yet. Um, and then I think that my I think that my co-hosting is either Tuesday or Thursday. I have to double check with the young lady and figure out when that is. Um, and then Friday is my Chef Boy RB Fridays. I did have to cancel last week. I had some things going on. Uh, something I didn't mention. Elijah's in Florida, by the way. Oh, I was wondering where your other yeah. kid was. Elijah's in Florida. Um Y'all remember when he broke his foot? Mm-hmm. That week we had a one-off tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, our team ended up winning. We got first place. So the big tournament was in Florida this weekend. So he went down there with uh, the guy I used to coach with last year and his hey, family. That's what's up. So, yeah, they went down there. They ended up getting second place. Congratulations. Um, yeah, so that that was dope. We just got word he got second place, so. That's where he is. He'll be home at like six o'clock in the morning. Oh, all right. Well, he'll be at their house at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, he ain't coming home. He ain't coming back. No, nah, he ain't coming home till I get off work. Uh, um, but yeah, check me out Wednesdays, Fridays, Chef Boy RB on AMP. Um, if anybody's wondering, the quickest way to find me is go to my Facebook at Brandon Brewster, or follow me on Instagram at Podfather underscore official. I have my own link tree outside of normal convos pod that has the pod cuffed and amp on there. Um, so follow that amp link. 
uh, off of one of my personal pages and you can find my AMP channel. Uh, but I think that is it. Again, thank you, Alicia, for coming and blessing us. Fellas, do y'all got anything before I end? No. No, just, hey, thank you for joining us again. We appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. Again, Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like happy Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you before then. Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's I know we ain't talking about it, but real quick, do anybody got any dope Thanksgiving plans? I got to work. I'm cooking. E? Nothing. Okay. I got two families to go to. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that's the only time I got to go. That's the only time I got to go. Yeah, definitely. I do. I Bobby do. gonna I need do. a plate. I do. Give uh, me that shrimp plate. and broccoli. Bobby. Oh, gonna oh need yeah, a plate. I need a plate. Hey, hey, Alicia. Hey, send me a plate. Wait, yes. shit, I need a plate. Yes. He might be in Atlanta, but send him a plate. Yeah, yeah my fat ass. Yeah. I will drive. Oh, I don't even think you heard the news, Alicia. Did you? Oh. About Bobby being over the road now. Can, uh, Chuck oh, Larry, congratulations! Last time she was on, I was still working in um, yeah, working, working with y'all, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah congratulations! Yeah, that's why I keep telling them come to the dark side. Yeah, because we got cookies over here. Did you, are you owner operator? No, nah, no, nah, yeah, I'm just starting. I'm a company company driver. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I won't be able to be owner operator until like six months in. So. Oh, do it yeah, as soon as you I'm can. Like, yeah, I'm like three months in already, but I'm highly considering it though. So. Do it as soon as you can. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I worked at TQL for eight years, so yeah. Oh, all right. We gonna continue this conversation, but y'all not gonna hear it. We holla at y'all. We love y'all. Peace. Bye. Love the Pod Almighty. We fucking out of here. Peace.